This week in League, a man that once mistook a Christmas tree for a woman comes to the rescue of colorblind Kiri. Turns out the Ginge might not own the game forever. Stand back, Harvey Norman, because we have a new home for the most overpriced LG in the world. And we preview all of the action for Rep Round 2015. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 186 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I am juiced to the eyeballs on caffeine. Hey, fucking, how's the coffee drinking going? I've, uh... Might just turn the volume I've, off on your phone too, champ. Oh, yeah, good idea. I've, um... I've got around coffee. Yeah, like... After so, 37 years. But previously, you'd not had it before, or you'd had oh, it... I've had a sip here and there. I was like, geez, that tastes like shit. Obviously, and then, your mouth is broken as your fucking state allegiances. <laughs> had a little, uh, little episode driving home from uh, recording the show last week where I uh, had four separate incidents of uh, blacking out behind the wheel at 100 kilometres an hour. And yeah. I was like... You had fucking... It. You had you had cruise control on, though. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So it's but it doesn't steer the car, Nathan, <laughs> or it? apply the brakes, no. Fuck, I've literally never had my hands on the wheel. I don't have a Peugeot, though. <laughs> <laughs> French engineering. Yeah, possibly. Uh, Look, I, I said to myself, I said, self, you need to do something about this shit. You need to find a way to stay so, awake for longer. So, so your first coffee, what did it end up being? Oh, just a, just a flat white. I got a flat little white. baby one, a little, little, not a baby, baby chino. Not a baby chino, <laughs> like, you know, like a small one. Yeah. Just to Chinese my way in. Yeah. And, uh. Just to like, Chinese your way in. I, I'm not familiar with that. Try friend. and ease my way in. <laughs> Fuck you, dead. I thought it was like some racist shit you were going <laughs> Chinese, my, I had to go real soft, like the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a communist about it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, okay, flat white. <laughs> so yeah, had a flat white. Uh, you know, had one on Sunday. I've had two today in preparation for the show. Yeah, have you and had, now I'm sucking on a Coca-Cola Life, which I believe still has caffeine, right? Have you had a? Uh, yes. Had a cappuccino, one cappuccino today, and a flat white. And this will be. And not this week in coffee, fucking good. Have you? Have you? Have you gone the latte yet? No, not yet. Probably only a matter of time, though, really, isn't it, Nathan? Well, I, th- I think even start Man that fucking, you know, even start. he's quite partial to Polynesian men, shaves his chest, and it's only a latte. It's not a million miles away from a latte, is it? Really? <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? You know, hey, groom, I, groom my balls and stuff. I, 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 that's I, what latte drinkers do. a fucking epic coffee coffee discovery today. Did you really? It's fucking, after all these years drinking coffee, because I'm fucking stricken up again, I've got to get in fucking shape. And so, not having any milk or sugar or anything anymore. And, um, so how am I going to make this fucking coffee taste good? So I was fucking, I was looking online to see you know, what I fucking do. I wish. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would just give me more reasons, wouldn't it? <laughs> but, no, they said fucking put some cinnamon, like decent, like, like a teaspoon of cinnamon in there. And I'm like, well, it won't taste bad. I mean, I like cinnamon. So, I mean, you know, I guess we'll fucking see. So, made a coffee today. Forgot I fucking had it brewing and everything. So, it was like strong as fuck. So, I go up there, throw in the cinnamon, stir it in. Holy fuck. It gives the illusion that it's fucking of like sweetness. Excellent. It's tremendous. So, there you go, kids. There's a free fucking tip from straight from your fucking old Uncle Nate. Cinnamon the coffee, bro. <laughs> this week in coffee. Oh, there's no real beard news. Wife still hates it. Yeah. Fucking loathes it. Loathes it. Like, I mean, what's the worst of loathe? Oh, look. 
There's a few. There's a few people on the anti Glenn Beard bandwagon at the moment. Oh really? Caught up, with, uh, caught up with our uh, our closest uh, friends or former closest friends on Sunday. <laughs> Jeez, there were some people carrying on about the fucking beard. Anyway, they're about to be replaced. Good, good. Well, fucking. I don't, fucking, I don't have room for that sort well, of negativity. Well, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about the same friends and <laughs> Natalie O's party. <laughs> Troy comes up to me fucking late in the piece and goes, "Fuck, I'm gonna look like a real ignorant prick, but I didn't even realise it was you." <laughs> With that hobo beard. <laughs> <laughs> like no, and then he's like, Brad, come and check this out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking dear, oh dear. This, this beer thing is, the, the more the more pushback I get, the more resolve I fucking have. Exactly. Quite frankly. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not changing. Uh, I've been looking into products online. The fucking like the you know, beard oil, you know, different like vanilla scented beard oil and all this thinking sort of stuff. About, I'm thinking about going and get another trim, some more product. Yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna get the product. Do the I'll get a latte do, afterwards do, do before the... I go home and groom my own balls. <laughs> yeah, you're letting that go free too. Fuck it, why not? <laughs> if you're gonna be a Sasquatch, fucking get the... <laughs> Sasquatches are naked sometimes too. All right, now some. <laughs> what? When are they ever clothed? <laughs> oh, have you seen Harry and Henderson's? <laughs> no, of course you're not. It's a movie. <laughs> It was on film. Of course, you haven't fucking seen <laughs> oh, it. Oh fuck! Yeah. It's got Chewbacca in it, right? Someone put a fucking, someone put a fucking thing up about oh yeah, Nate was talking about Summersby or something like last week. I don't even remember that. Summersby. I was talking like Richard Gere and Jodie Foster. Oh, really? I thought you were talking about the cider. I, I, I can't. Like, even, I can get around that. I can't even think of the fucking context of which I possibly could have. Fucking last week was tired night. What is, that was a tired night last week. I don't know what we said. What is what are what did Chewbacca do when he wasn't doing Star Wars movies? It's a pretty niche market. Yeah, well, I mean, look, if you look at him, you've seen the trailer for the new one, right? Nah. Okay, well, for the, you've, you've, you're fucking lost, for starters, for the, just for the sake that you haven't seen it. Have you seen all of the Star Wars movies? Nah. Jesus. Fuck. Christ. Oh, sorry, I've committed, I've committed fucking nerd sacrilege. You probably don't. You probably committed worse than that. <laughs> I reckon you committed every genre sacrilege. Have you seen the, Have you seen all the Godfathers? Yeah. At least the first so two, fuck right? you. You have? I don't, yeah. don't, you don't have to fuck me over it. I wasn't well, well, I wasn't I mean, flirting. No, I wasn't flirting with you. I was just, <laughs> just asking you a simple question. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just letting you know that I would if you wanted to. What about Goodfellas? Yep. Bullshit, really? Yeah. Wow. Really? <laughs> I'm not going to make okay. it up. How many okay. times have I admitted all right, to, I'll, I'll go with, to not I'll say I've got to go with some less, less classic ones then, like Casino. Okay, I knew we'd fucking. I knew we'd strike oh, something. Wow, you had to try hard. <laughs> it was the first movie you came up. With. I'm. I'm starting. Like, I'm not surprised you've seen the Godfathers because I mean, like, you know, surely peer pressure or just you know, buzz and everything would eventually get you to see those movies. And Goodfellas is, you know, to to a slightly lesser extent. But um, I um, I saw those when I was going through my Sopranos phase. Okay, so you had a mafia binge. Yeah. Good okay. times. So you watched all the Sopranos then. Yep. Okay, that's good. It's interesting. All right. Fuck, I held, held my own there for a bit. You did fucking... Well, now I know. Now I know. I could, if I, I'll, just, I'll just pitch stuff in your sweet spot. And it's like, okay, boom, gangster shit. Whew. Chances are, greater success. Probably not. The reference. That's about it. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. We're like, pretty well covered. If it's showing else, I'm fucked. So, like, if I drop a, so, so if I drop a reference, like, you know, like, what, like, funny how? For, like, I amuse you? 
Where's that from? Even look, even movies that I have seen, I struggle to remember. So that was Goodfellas. That's the iconic Joe Pesci. When Michael from The Sopranos, actually, I can't remember whose character was in Goodfellas, but the guy that played Michael in Sopranos, the nephew of of Tony Soprano. Yeah. You know what happened to him? Spoiler, spoiler. Yeah. Car yeah. accident. Yeah, yeah. Got him. Yeah. He was like a bomb and, and Joe Pesci fucked him up. Okay. Gee, this week in movies and coffee and beards. Welcome. <laughs> With a sprinkling of rugby league. <laughs> now let's sprinkle a little rugby league on the rest of that. <laughs> DeLorean Grey. Once again, rugby league proves ahead of its time. We had a canine-based scandal years before it was cool. Did you watch it? You don't know what I'm talking about? Nope. Oh, you got your phone right there. I'm still um, I'm still thinking if DeLorean is a reference to Teen Wolf. <sighs> See, now you're just fucking... That's, that's, that's just trollish behaviour. <laughs> so you don't know about Kyle Walker from the the, the soccer player, I believe? Yet. Okay, because it was all a all buzz on Twitter probably last Thursday, Friday night. He's put... He, yeah, not, not, not good times for me, Thursday, a video's ca- A video's hit, hit the internet, as videos often do. Mm. There the, is a couple. And uh, this one... Is of uh, apparently not his girlfriend, but is him and a girl that is not his girlfriend, and presumably his dog. I don't know who the dog was, but the dog is is lapping is lapping her up like she's got the cure for hip dysplasia in there or something. Sheesh! And she fucking lets it go on for a good twenty seconds before she sort of gets up laughing like. <laughs> And he's like, oh, you're, you're, you're raw, you are. <laughs> In other news, I called someone a quacker fucker today. Why? Because <laughs> I made up a rant. I was buzzing after my first coffee for the day. They are cute, though. They are, and they always seem so happy. Yeah. Exactly. They're so friendly. I suppose to be little, like, The guy is only a little fella. Oh, they say like, wouldn't, like, damage it too badly. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not going to be a great day in fucker, is it? <laughs> This show is running the gamut. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that yeah that is true. And of course, yes, Joel Monaghan did um did get that going years in advance. I need to follow up on that Kyle Walker. So I don't actually know what's happened, but I mean, if he hasn't been absolutely fucking eviscerated and <laughs> lost his job and everything, <laughs> I yeah, I'd be very surprised. Uh Shanta eighty six. Without ever listening, I'm just to- reading a thread from Shanta eighty six. Let me just give you the context. <laughs> is this the one about the? It might be about the tweet yeah. I'm reading. What's the first? The first one about his business? Without ever listening to an episode yes. of This Week in League, I've got my wife saying "sex pest" and now "pew pew pew." And uh, it it goes on. He starts he's, off he's pretty surprised civil. that, that uh, "pew pew pew" took didn't take her as long as "sex pest." So what's the <laughs> "pew pew pew"? She was just counting his strokes before he. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to raise the standard of the show. We're just fucking on going home in about two minutes. Then um, Napoleon chimes in. Sensational. Is she trying to grow a beard too? Shanta, in true Shanta style, she'd probably outdo mine if she tried. Early days. <laughs> I love that man. Doesn't mind, doesn't mind smiting himself for, for no, the comedy guy. No, he's... Uh, look, if anyone takes the piss out of Shanta better than Shanta, it's probably me. Mm-hmm. And Daylight Second, really. The Biggest Tiger. Tuesday, also known as Mass This Week in League Favourite Day. Thanks for the love, boys. Yeah. Hash often means you don't get a shout-out. Exactly. Hash, or does it? Look, mate, you, you're bringing some quality, particularly around Tigers games. 
So fucking, this is people, there are people who get on every week and it's because they fucking, they cut, they bring it. Simple as that. And also, you're trying to, you know, you're selling the fucking, you know, you, you're chilling the fuck out of the Run TMB shirts. I mean, you're not incredibly successful, but you're having a go. Well, Aussie <laughs> Battler, Paul Mac underscore 78. This weekend's for you, mate. It's the Super Bowl FA Cup final and Kentucky Derby all in one for you as 34 Polynesians playing one game. <laughs> Uh, what did Shunter call it last year? The Glenn Blakely Cup. Or <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, why? It's, it's, it's not true. He's fucking custom made for you. I just, I, you guys have got me all wrong. The, the Glenn Blakely Cup. I, I think the people, I mean, there's going to be the hashtag going around for the game, but I reckon get Glenn Blakely Cup in there as well. I might even Photoshop something up for it. And, <laughs> and if we can get that cunt trending or like get it infiltrated into the fucking other, the mainstream shit that goes around that game. I love it. I'll be delighted. Uh, Jake underscore Chook. Talking about Origin selections. I hope Pierce isn't selected for Origin 1. No Gallon, no Hayne for Origin 1. Cronk returns. Throw the dogs to the wolves. And uh, and I was notified by, uh, I believe it was a Freak 09, that, yeah, that Laurie Daly said he's been impressed with the, with the incumbent halves and they'll be there in Game 1. Wow. <laughs> what is that cunt smoking? Um, it used to be Jared Hayne's poll. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, now it's just crack. Yes. <laughs> and not Jared Haynes. Jason's Jason's 400. A request. Can you do a wicked weasel-like Twill Nation bikini for the Penny's cheerleaders? I'll pay for one. <laughs> Someone asked what? A cheerleader? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking creepy motherfuckers, man. Oh, man. And they... And they come out... And, and they come out of the woodwork like... Uh, like, like fucking Smeagol. And they're like... Like, oh, it's not me. <laughs> I'm not the sex pest. <laughs> Motherfucker, the snail trail of drool all the way back to your yeah. fucking keyboard, mate. Look, if you have to come out publicly and say you're not a sex pest, you probably are. Yeah. Protesting too much. Speaking of sex pests, Special K Online. Who, uh, who, who... I was just about to say, I should have said the sex pestiest, but yeah. I was about to say the sexiest pest. <laughs> I was going to give you way too but, much credit. Potato, potato. <laughs> um... Got to say, without this week in league, Twitter would be very different. Yes. And I sort of, you know... You wouldn't encounter uh, anywhere near the amount of fuckheads that you do. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know the best part? When someone, you know, a few Twill Nation members get going on a little bit of banter and there's a few in-jokes from the show yeah. thrown in there and then some random fuckhead that's got no idea... Yeah. Gets jumps in about and it. gets all fucking uppity. Yeah. Oh, you poor fucking uneducated hick and that's the thing we can fucking smash each other as much as we like but someone smashes one of us and fucking form like Voltron and just yeah. beat their ass yeah <clears throat> my Saguna 85 <laughs> fellas what do you know the Tigers Sea Eagles and Titans won this round happy fans all around this week except for Chapo in brackets he's mortal enemy they they have become mortal enemies. I thought it was funny because you know it was Doyle that started off the Sagunas tells lies yeah. thing, but for some but, reason, I mean, Chapo, to be fair, yeah. Chapo just does whatever Doyle does because yeah. he obviously looks up to Doyle. And if yeah. you're going to have a role model, Doyle's probably not the guy you want because you know. Well, if you if your goal I mean, is really, if your goal is to kind of look like like Justin Bieber and and wear a flat wear, brim, wear hats. I mean, <laughs> and wear hats. Nowhere, nowhere, fucking the sweet burgers are. Look, I guess if maybe Chapo's only setting the bar fairly low for himself. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Jake maybe should have started wearing shoes, but anyway, he's gone. He's gone straight for the top. He's going after Doyle. Jake underscore Chook. Last year's premiers at grand finalists and minor premiers 
have won just one of their last 11 combined games. I was trying to think of that stat. Great competitiveness. Great competitiveness in the NRL. True. And, uh, you know, the, the, the rise and continued rise of the West Tigers. These all, these, um, these all stat, these stat people. In, these all stat people around there. Everyone wants to be an explain. Yeah. There's only one explain. There's only one He's handsome. DJ explain. He's handsome. And look, I'd do a spreadsheet There's on his handsomeness. but DJ explain. To, can you please stop doing that? <laughs> Uh, that reminds me of a song that I'm not going to mention. Shunter 86. Theoretically, if ISC were to create a This Week in League superhero jersey, which superhero would it be? This was out on Twitter and people replied to it and they were like, oh, you know, cunt man and you know, stuff. No, he's still, I assume that his, his question is which actual existing superhero jersey would it be? That's tough, eh? The Punisher. That'd be awesome. Fuck. It's hard. It is hard. Sport for choice. Um, for starters, it would have, wouldn't have wouldn't be something from Marvel or DC. It'd have to be from like an indie one. Why? <clears throat> for starters... Like, Why do you have, just have for, to be different? For starters, the language doesn't appear in Marvel and DC comics at all. So, I mean, it'd have to be something, you know, out there a bit. Well, that's boring. Well, the points I've removed every superhero that you're aware of, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to leave that one to you. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I I I do not know. I'd be uh, interested to hear from someone like Hilgenfeld, who's fucking entrenched in comicdom. Uh, does his own comic book stuff too, just quietly. The man's a fucking talented genius. Oh, the biggest tiger, and he's coming. The Tigers and Manly and Titans win the same round for the first time this year. Hash trying to be the next X plane. Thank you. And speaking of X-Plane, he hasn't sent me through the fucking results for the this week's <laughs> ladder thing. Hopefully he's, it comes to the He's busy being recording. handsome and doing spreadsheets. That's true. About his own handsomeness. Tirana 355, easy first try scorer in the Manly game. Thanks to This Week in League. You're welcome, son. I've got Tedesco first try scorer this week, too. I had, I had fucking Corabetti as guaranteed first try scorer in the Manly Storm game. Oh, I'm fucking it's fucking sacrilege, put, my friend. Put, what is sacrilege? I think it's score first, as long as they don't score more. <laughs> I also said he was going to get a hat trick too, but in my defence, right at game time, they fucking dropped William and, and Blair and put um and uh, we had you know comebacks. We had uh, Hiku in there and then Foran made a late comeback, so that pushed out the <clears throat> Hiku from five eighth out the centre and you know worked well. We'll get to that though. The Scarecrow twenty three using this week in league jargon on normal plebs. Hash they don't understand. Hash can't speak. Uh, I think I replied and said fuck them. <laughs> yes. Eads, 85. You were too kind on Hodges. Handles fewer balls than Jermaine Greer and has the legs of a paraplegic. <laughs> Fuck, that's brutal, man. <laughs> it is. It's true, though. Ah, Benso. Hey, thanks for reading my tweet. Good episode, lads. With your clubs having such a tough week, the effort slash spirit is appreciated. Mate, there's been tough times all, all, all over. Fuck really. me. If I was going to give up after that week... <laughs> You've had some fucking terrible times. Like we had to pull yourself through a cold ass winter, whilst my team is going fucking appallingly. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Last, exactly. You know that week was a was a fucking summer holiday compared to that shit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, DMC Briz talking about the it was raised last week with your voice, and you know the you know too much treble and you know whatever. Yeah. 
He said, uh, Glenn's voice is a Tiger's hybrid accent. Half Westy upward infe- inflection, half Balmain latte sipping yuppie. Fuck. I don't know if I should be offended or impressed. I appreciate the 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 the, the thought behind, you know, the, the Tiger's tweet and everything like that, but... But where does the where does the high octave come from? Apparently, I mean, I mean, listen to me right Probably now. Probably the Westy side. It's things. fucking half Barry White over here. Probably the Westy side. <sighs> can't come on, can't <laughs> fucking feed you, can't. <laughs> That's true. This fuck it comes back. We had a couple of people come back on the on the fuck Mary kill thing. Hash FMK, fuck, marry, kill Jared Hayne. <laughs> All three parafan problems. <laughs> and Doyle, the aforementioned Doyle, M Doyle 08. Here's mine. Fuck, Nicarima, submissive. Marry, Miranda. All good marriages are based on hate. <laughs> kill, Blair, end his misery. Wow. Like, it's so funny that the, great, the greatest hate of Miranda in all of the known universe would want to spend the rest of his days with him. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to like poison him or like munchausen him or something so he can <laughs> so he's never fit to play a game or something. Uh Facebook. Saguna. Saguna. I've constructed a bearded team that will make a man proud to have a beard, except for Chapo. The <laughs> twenty <laughs> I can't wait to get these two cuts together in a meet up, by the way. Oh, it'll be not... like it'll be like Ben Z and Chapo, they'll be fucking best of mates. Chapo won't show up. Uh, you know, he showed, he showed last time. So. Yeah, because he knew Saguna wasn't going to be there. Now they've had a fucking someone's challenged him to fucking box on Chapo. Yeah, but, yeah, but remember, Ben was talking about you know he, he was like taking people out in the car park and the rest of it too. I'm fucking Redfin tough, and you know I've I fought fucking all these cunts down at Redfin, mate. Fucking <laughs> smashed them. <laughs> the Twill Beardy Beards All Stars. Fullback James Tedesco. Beautiful beard. Is it just me? And like this. Oh fucking hell! Here we go. I just thought about this when I was watching the game on the, on Friday night. He's if he if he shaved the beard off and just left the moustache, he's got a lot of fucking Freddie Mercury to his face. I don't know if it's like the teeth. Or, I don't know, but he he strikes. He's got a bit of Freddie Mercury to him. Did Freddie Mercury have tic tac teeth like Tedesco? Fuck me dead. <laughs> I remember M juice to the eyeballs on caffeine. There's no way I would have been able to say tic tac teeth like Tedesco. Say, say I'll, I'll get you to say that again in two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, wingers David Williams of course The Beast Manu Vatavai Centers Tohu Harris And uh, Conrad Harrell Yeah Connie. I guess I guess he's, he's got a fucking Very impressive beard Yeah he's, he's getting there Benji Marshall In the six Jeez oh, I'm loath. I'm loath. Does it have to be Currently playing players Because I mean If I want to think bearded I mean I thought I thought you know Well jeez yeah, Who would have been I don't, want, I don't want Benji there. I'm trying to think of an alternative. <laughs> Fucking who else has a beard, though? That's it. Oh, so, so Cliffy's so close with the moustache, but, you know. That's so it's not, not a beard, though. It's not a, that's well, not, that's not close. it's closer than a fucking shaved face, <laughs> completely clean skinned <laughs> person, isn't it? Uh, seven. Cameron Smith. Oh, I see why. Because in a nine, he's got Kurt Baptiste. Fair enough. Good choice for the nine. Props. Nate Miles, Aaron Woods. Woodsy first man picked. Second, yeah, you think so, yeah. Second row, Junior Paulo, Frank Pritchard. Tony Williams in the 13. And yeah, I know that he's been, you know, he sports a beard 
time, yeah, but I don't think of him as a, you know, well, it's not a signature. You had to throw one line there. Yeah, it's not a, yeah, that's right. Bench, Sisa Wanga, Josh Mansour, Semi Radraja, Adam Blair, 18th man, Michael Jennings, coach Brad Myers. <laughs> like, I know that dude had a fucking, at the death of his career, he had a fucking impressive beard. I mean, that dude was a Viking straight up. Um, oh, beard combers, the two of us. Although he spelt your name with two N's. Pay attention. Like ignoramuses do. Sponsors the show, of course. Team song, you should consider having sex with a bearded man. I swear that's Saguna's favourite song. He's going to grow a beard just because he wants to be beard in that song. <laughs> Home ground, somewhere in Syria. Yeah, you've just been racist. <sighs> Terrible. Lando, the Aussiest guy alive, sent, sent, sent us a message. Who before... came up with the Aussiest guy alive? Oh, I did. You did? Yeah. It's just because one day we were, we were chatting on Facebook Messenger and, and he, he, yeah. he, he's busted out the cover and everything. I'm going, fuck, you're Aussie. Like, you're just the Aussie's guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, today, this is, he sent this before kickoff for the East and uh, Dragons game, the Anzac Day. Today there was no need to subdue the lucky undies. We rose at dawn, shared a rum and milk, thought about how lucky we are the Japs couldn't shoot straighter or Poppy may not have lived to sigh the line. With a nod to one another, I raised the leg, and just like the diggers and all three Kiwis that turned up at Gallipoli, we united to confront the enemy. Still makes my balls itchy. War as hell. <laughs> and then at full time, he's got never any doubt, despite Buzz Rothfield doing his best to influence the refs, the lucky undies prevailed. The taint triumphs again. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sensational. Uh, he's and he, uh, He's got to get down to like a Queensland meetup though, too. <laughs> yeah. He's got to. He's going to have Wear a fucking, but not with those. And a cobra and some I'm, fucking khaki coloured. Hopefully those undies are the dragons have lost in time. Um, if they haven't lost, he's not invited. Fuck, we have to give the undies an invite of their own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There'll be enough fucking DNA in there that they would be considered a life form. Yeah. <laughs> okay, memberships. There's still some left, but yeah, they're going. I mean, we sort of one a day is coming through those lately. Um, Nine more run TMBs to be sold before that show goes into production. Tigers fans, you've you've had it bad over the years of this show, but never have I been more disappointed in you as a fan base, a group of people, and just human beings than I am, well, the last couple of weeks since that show went on pre-order. Basically, every day since the first day, because I thought that that would just be like fucking boom, out of there. Look... I'm just, I'm waiting for the influx. And people, they're still, they're just like timid, timid little tigers. And these bitches waiting. throwing the hashtag people around. People have just been battered down over the last few years. They've just got to, you know, my confidence has always been up there, Nathan. It's like they, want, they, don't, they don't want to jinx it. They're like, you yeah. know, if we, if we fucking say I run TMB, then the next thing you know, fucking ACL, <laughs> ACL, ACL. <laughs> I, uh... I just think that it's just it's taking time. It's taking longer than I expected. But um, you had me believing. I liked I like checking out the the hashtag and seeing you know random people that don't really interact with the do you, show. Do you direct just... tweet them and say fucking buy a shirt? No, I haven't got to that point. You love the hashtag. You know you even love more shirt. And yeah, and uh, and if they say what? What do you mean, motherfucker? You don't have the right to rock the hashtag. Exactly. So. You've got to earn the right. Yep. Um, and that right costs $25. Jerseys. Three more. That's it. Oh, uh, Risby. Only two more because Risby gave me money on Friday oh, okay, cool. Saturday night. Okay, excellent. Two more then. Brilliant. And he told you what size and everything? Oh, fucking dwarf. Yeah, I was going to say Hobbit. 
Cunt's rocking or trying to rock a sweet beard. Oh, don't, not trying. There, there is no trying. Good on him. If he's doing it, he's doing no, it. No, I said he's trying to rock a sweet beard. Oh, so it's just he's, a, he's a rocking beard. a beard. It's yeah. half a neck beard. He looks like fucking. Um, look, I wanted to rock the guy that wrote Game of Thrones, <laughs> uh, but I couldn't think of his name. The caffeine's worn off. Fuck this. <laughs> so you want to say Tyrion Lannister? Is that what you want to say? No, the guy that wrote the motherfucking book. Oh, the book. Oh, yeah. Okay, G R I M. Yeah. Groom, laziest fucking writer in the world. <laughs> Fuck that cunt. Hurry up and release wins and win a bitch. News and uh, the first story is about the rights deal, and it only seems like yesterday when we were talking about the billion dollar rights deal. How many was it? Two years now. Last, last well, last year was the first year. It's the first year of it, so we were in the end of the season four, probably yeah. when they're talking about it. Yeah. So, but NRL are getting a David Smith is what because this it was was it finalised before David Smith's time? It was wasn't it? He did he do this deal? Or was it last thing Yale did? Excellent question. Yeah, though. I can't even remember. But uh, he is uh, basically looking to seal a record broadcast deal, and he's looking at uh, outlining how State of Origin and other assets may be offered separately to television networks in a bid to pump up the total return. He rang executives from the free-to-air commercial networks and pay television providers last Friday to let them know he intended to soon open up rights negotiations for a five-year period from 2018. There are figures in the industry who believe the NRL can obtain a 50% increase on its present $1.2 billion deal with Channel 9, Fox what? Sports and Telstra. Yeah, so it's taken up to $1.182 bill. Nice. And uh, Smith alluded to breaking up products such as Lucrative Origin Series as a likely tactic. I think there's lots of ways to skin the cat, Smith said. Many other professional sports segment their properties and build franchises. Origin is certainly one franchise, but if you look at the way we launched it the year this year, it's one of the unique things about the game. We've got our premiership, we've got the grand final, we've got the final series, we've got Origin, which is the sport's greatest rivalry. We've got international club game and potential for more conference-based matchups internationally, and we've got the international game with Kangaroo Squad and the World Cup in 2017. Add into that the Auckland Nines, add into that the other things we do based around the Indigenous community with the All-Stars. We're in great shape, and that's not just great shape today, that's great shape tomorrow. I think all those things will increase the value without ever losing sight of the Premiership. So they've jumped in two years before the current deal expires in an effort to seal a deal before the AFL's rights run out, also in 2017, and, uh, you know, obviously take the money out of one of the potential suitors. And uh, Foxtel has taken cl- is, is close to taking a 14.9% t- stake in the 10 network, which means that Channel 10 probably chance to get in on the action. I just... There's, there's so much improvement that could be made mm-hmm. in the free-to-air coverage. I would hope that I that like would be a condition. I like what Fox are doing. I like yeah. the Fox are taking the ball and run no, with Fox it. are good. They've paid good money for their, for their product. And I, I like what they're doing. They've, you know, they're Vossi tr- in too. Yeah, they're, they're trying different things with, with commentators. Some of them work, some of them don't. Mm. Um, a lot of people are hating on Shervo. I don't, I don't mind. I, you know, He's a presenter. Constantly waiting for the I mean? camera to pan down. Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> um, the only Polynesian that could steal your heart. Not non-Polynesian that could steal yeah. your heart, sorry. <laughs> uh, I, you know, the, some of the, the advertising and, and, you know, graphics and stuff... Are, around they're having a crack to maximize their return on their product and give in the best value to the paper who's, know, to putting, the kevin, who's putting kevin who's putting kevin walters on the sideline i can't remember 
Yeah, it was Fox. It was Fox. Well, that's a fucking fail. Like I said, some they get right, yeah. some they get wrong. There's one they got wrong. He makes fucking Joey and, and Fittler look like road scholars. Look like Frank Hyde. Um, Channel 9, I had a bit of, bit of an epiphany, right? Because a lot of people are hating on Rabs in the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm, I'm chief fucking I'm head I, of the line. Look, I think he's fucking hopeless. You know what? I get where people are coming from because some of the banter with Gould is, is a bit cringeworthy. All but, of the banter with Gould is cringeworthy. Okay, but think about it. If anything happened to Ray Warren, mm. that's he's the fucking Richie Bernard of rugby league at the end of the day. there is He's a voice that has been synonymous with the game. I mean, Rex Mossop was there when I was a kid. Like, I was fucking yeah, young, but, but, man. But Richie never fell off. No, but Richie wasn't doing play-by-play play as far as... You know, cricket play by well, play is was, very cricket slower, slower pace sport. That's right. Know? Yeah. So you've got to give the man a bit of credit. Well, you know, and, I'd give him more credit if he knew when the time was right to step away and he started, you know, when he's fucking up names and talking about bullshit with Gus more than yeah. he's talking about what's going on the field. I don't know. I just think that we, we should probably appreciate what we have in light. You know, when you lose someone like Richie Bennett, I think that should probably bring it home because if, if anything happened to Rabs, then, you know. We're going to have Hadley, and we're going to have uh, Tim... Yeah, he's Tim, fucked. What's his name? Gilbert. That's it. He's shit ass. Bring back Vossi, I say. Fucking give Andy Raymond a gig on free-to-wear. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's entertaining. Good. He's fucking... Yeah. He's got the... Vo- he's a voice of the people. He's... Most of the primary commentators they have on Foxo are all right. They fall down in things like the sideline guys, like Kevin Walters and and Simon Wolford, and like guys like that. Are True, shit. but why can't but, Channel Nine? Why can't they utilise the Fox talent? Can't they swing well, between? Well, they 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 might be able to, but yeah, you know, they probably don't want to. Because the end of the day, it's competition, in it. Not in terms of game time, because the games don't actually really overlap. Yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe a bit on Sunday, but. I um, I welcome it. I mean, it's interesting. That it's fucking two years out. Yeah, but I mean, that's this great. It's a good idea to get the jump on because I mean, yeah. because you know, last time I mean the deal was great and they're like, oh, you know, it's a record, blah blah blah. But there was still like kind of well, fucking AFL got this though. Mm. So this time they'll you know jump in first, get all the money off the table, get all the money that there is, and no one will be you know constricted from you know really splashing out because they've Unless sunk they money have, AFL. You know, a unique desire to fucking get the AFL rights, but yeah, exactly. This is the thing is though, I mean. And the ratings prove that rugby league is a, is, a, is a television sport. It's far better on television than AFL is. AFL is but definitely a- AFL is a live it's sport. A life product, I mean, yeah. you have to be because if you go you go to an AFL game, you see. I mean, you can see actually what's happening in the game. TV they can't keep they can't cover it all. True, but um, and I think it's because it's so good on TV. I think that's probably you know a crowd issue as well, partially for the crowd issues. Um, well, why they're not sellouts every single week. Um, but yeah, good move from Smith. You're a bit quiet through the through the controversial issues, but uh, when it comes to business stuff, it's fairly spot on. Next <coughs> story came out. Trent Robinson. Well, after the game on the weekend, he was you know he went on a bit of a tirade about diving and you know, rub diving out of the sport. And I agree. I don't think it's I don't think it's a, a massive fucking issue at the moment I mean it's very rare that something like it's that it's becoming happens. more prevalent but though. it is well yeah it is I mean it's it's becoming more prevalent it's becoming more uh, bitched about anyway you know what I mean like the media are getting in on the act and stuff like that so apparently 
uh, last year the NRL coaches came in with a meeting, and um, and they had a, 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 a Todd Greenberg opened the floor after this meeting and asked if anyone had something to say, and uh, Trent Robinson stands up. So uh, for the next 10 minutes, he spoke passionately about the game and how, as coaches of their respective clubs, they were more responsible for the direction the game took than anyone else. More than anyone, they were the game's guardians. He then spoke about players laying down to draw penalties. It had to stop, he said, but it couldn't stop without their agreement, and he asked them all to buy in. There was a brief pause. Ivan Cleary pipes up. Fuck that. <laughs> And that's it, done. He's fitting in well at Penrith then. (laughs) Done and dusted. (laughs) That could only be made more Penrith if the camera panned around and he's sitting there in a pair of Ugg boots with a Winnie Blue hanging out of his mouth. Early times, Mitzah. With ash dropping down onto his trucker's singlet. (laughs) I thought that was really funny, but I mean, then they they talk about the issue. Obviously, the big one is the one they've been talking about with Dylan Napper. Where Um, did that story come from? That Ivan piped up and said, fuck that. It was just in the... It was like, on the telly today, or yesterday. Yeah, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I think it was no, I think it was this morning, because I remember seeing on Twitter people talking about Ivan Cleary saying, fuck that, and I was like, what's that about? So I went looking for it. Well, yeah, that sounds like something we could talk about on the show. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> sounds like, just like... Yeah, so, um, yeah, look, the diving thing, you know, people are bitching about it now, but I mean, I've been fucking talking about it for years now. I mean, you know, fucking Josh Reynolds, you know, that game where he got the penalty in Golden Point to beat Manly. Fucking Preston Campbell took a dive at Titans versus Manly at Skilled a couple of years ago. Fucking Greg Inglis, you know, does his fucking dolphin dive to get spear tackled fucking, you know, every other week. It's, pan- gonna, it's a pandemic. Not going to mention it. Not going to mention what? He's waiting for the Robbie Farrow one. Yeah, that was pretty... Of that was all <laughs> the people you left out. <laughs> I totally forgot about, I, I forgot about that one, and the reason why I forgot about that one is because it, it didn't actually cause any there was there was no there were no issues like no no games were lost over it it was just like something that happened in the game it was pretty fucking bad though let's be real <laughs> I just um I think that they should be out the referee should be able to penalise for simulation I think you know the Glenn the Stewart one um there's there's plenty that you could easily say come on mate yeah you're fucking kidding me yeah. that's a penalty that's a paddling, and that's a penalty. Same for old mate, whoever it was the other night in the Manly game as well, that um, that with the Brett Stewart thing. Uh, I don't know who was over that side, probably Chambers or something like that. I mean, that shit was stupid as well. But yeah, this we'll is the thing. Soon clean it up. If the video referee can, yeah, this is the thing though. You can penalise someone. Yeah, you could you could put a rule in to say you can penalise someone for simulation. However, if the video referee is looking at shit like the Dylan Napper one, and they're looking at shit like the Brett Stewart one the other night, and they're looking at it five. You know, ten times, and then they go, "Oh yeah, no," and they call down. No, that's going to be a penalty, and also put the cunt on report. Mm. If who, how are they going to? I mean, how are they going to know if it's simulated? You know, they obviously don't fucking realize. They don't know when someone's bunging it on. Did you see that video on Facebook today? That soccer one, sort of going around with a soccer player and 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 one, <laughs> and he's rolling on the ground like he's fucking being killed, like you know, soccer challenges often are, and he's on the ground. Oh my god, I'm dead. Then they show the replay, <laughs> and he's walking past another player, and the other player comes up to him literally and just goes flick and just flicks him on the ear with his finger just to annoy him, and he sort of he sort of looked at the guy like, "What'd you do that for?" And then he's like, "Ah!" Oh, and then just started rolling on the oh, ground. <laughs> That's where we're headed. That's that's fortunately. 
But the thing is, with VR referee, oh, I'm very happy for him to penalise, um, or, you know, the referees to make a decision on the snap or whatever. I mean, it'd probably be a penalty. This is the thing. If they go, oh, I'm not sure, we'll, we'll penalise it and we'll put it on report anyway. And then, you know, just to see... Yeah, and then the video referee can sort. You know, so the video review they can they can sort it out whether it's worth being charged or not. So, yeah. But when the video referee does get involved, get get it right, you fucking morons. All right, Keery. Just want to talk about Luke Keery. Ever since he sort of started to come into prominence, or even before he was about to make his first grade, you know, he was like a boom rookie. Blah blah blah. Isn't everyone? Yeah, and it was always you know, he was born in Ipswich. Idolised Darren Lockyer, loves Queensland, wants to play for Queensland. Under the rules of eligibility, qualifies for New South Wales. And he's like, does matter. I'm, 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 you know, Queensland at the core. Brad Fittler said that Luke Keery is 100% committed to New South Wales. The subject of an interstate tug of war between New South Wales and Queensland, Keery was selected for his senior representative debut on Sunday in Fittler City side for the, the country match in, uh, in Wagga Wagga. He's attended emerging camps for both Blues and Maroons, and while he was born in Ipswich, he's been ruled eligible to play for New South Wales under Origin Strict New Guidelines. And uh, obviously he's not fit, so this is a moot point now. However, Fittler said that Kiri has given him a personal guarantee he wants to play for New South Wales. We were in a group, actually, and Luke Kiri was there, and I asked him, I had a bit of a word to the group, and asked him, and he was very forthright in saying he wanted to play for New South Wales. Just, it's it's hard for me to comment, Nathan. <laughs> Damn it! For the grace of God, giving you rugby league talent goes you. <laughs> yeah, you can't. This, yeah, he's, no, you're no, you're different. You're almost the opposite, to Kiri. You got no ties to Queensland. Had no ties to Queensland when your eligibility decision was made by yourself. <laughs> Hadn't, Maybe that's him. Hadn't ever just let him pick. Hadn't ever just let him pick. Who cares where you were born? Hadn't ever set foot in Queensland. Supported when you were a kid. <laughs> just pick. I think the Kiri, you know, take it two ways. One, shut the fuck up about the Queensland stuff a lot earlier, and then just you know you get picked and you play. Or two, guess what? You don't have to play for New South Wales at all. There's a fucking other perfect option. Recuse yourself from. I don't want to play for New South Wales. Great, we won't pick you. Cronk, DC, Thurston, fucking all those guys as well. But Hunt. Guess what, motherfucker? You're not going to play for Queensland either. And so you can choose is, to play for no one I think and Luke have some Keery, principles. I think Luke Keery is a fantastic player. But is he really in the origin no, equation? I tweeted and out. Will he be in the next three years? After I saw this, after I saw the uh, the talk about it earlier in the week, that's what I tweeted out. So what the fuck are we all talking about Keery for anyway? He's not good enough to make either side. So Not yet. He's played one, one full season of first grade. What, like, his games last year and this year would it even be a full season in first grade? No. How many games he played? And not worthy of Queen. I'm not worthy of Origin either. <clears throat> no, we near 50 first grade games if I'm not yeah. mistaken. That's so, just me. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people who've had fuck all first grade games and found their way into true, state of origin. The the only thing that Tim Sheen said that ever stuck with me is that you're not a true first grade until you play 50 first grade games. And the amount of players coached by Tim Sheen's that have mentioned that in interviews, it must carry some weight with them. Well, so, with, with Tim Sheens. Sorry? With no, Tim with the Sheens. players. Like, it's a, it's a mental thing. You play 50, you belong, you know? Yeah, but you're sure they weren't using that as an example of how fucking senile he is? <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. And the partial I, architect um, of the Tigers decline. Look, I just think it's hard when they, they've changed your eligibility, eligibility, you know, those rules. <laughs> Fuck, the caffeine's worn off. <laughs> English is my second language all of a sudden. Um, 
I just think that uh, they've changed the rules a number of times to try and, you know, give it some clarity. Stop traitorous cunts like Inglis coming to the fore. Well, that too. English slash Glenn Blakely. <laughs> I make my own rules, but you didn't play. You didn't. You didn't play footy, mate. It's, it's absolutely irrelevant to you. You can go for whoever you want. Thank you, Nathan. Um, well, but state of origin. Your origin is New South Wales, so you, know, you, you should go for New South Wales. But the, the, the conversation gets earlier and earlier every year. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's hard. You know, I saw some discussion with the international eligibility so got it uh rules as well and you know guys that were allowed to play under the rules as they were a few seasons ago yeah now guys in the same situation as those guys were yeah can't can't play because the rules are changed it's very hard yeah i just think kiri can either he can shut the fuck up and take the the extra cash to play for new south wales if he is selected or b have some respect and have some fucking dignity and have some principles and and actually stand behind the bullshit he said about Queensland and Darren Lockyer and the rest of it and recuse himself Look, from being selected and be like Jamie Lyon. Like, yeah, okay, fair, if I'm good enough, doesn't matter, I'm still not available. That's right. To be fair, they're probably going to go with incumbency for the first game. Yeah. Right? But so, they get blown out because they're in right. terrible fucking form. If they get belted... What's he got? He's got two games, Max. They might bring him in for a third to try and save face as a, as a fucking last resort. But at best, he's still only warming the seat for a game or two until Moses and Brooks make their fucking origin debuts and, and, and start their dynasty for the next fucking 15 years for New South Wales from next season onwards. Give so it, give it origin. The, the give discussion it. is moot. And, he, you know, if he wants to fucking warm the seat... Keep a seat warm and fucking, you know, be the guy that presses those jerseys for Moses and Brooks for fucking 15 years. Good luck to him. Can't hate on the bloke for, for wanting to be around that calibre of player. Origin's about defence, mate, and those two will never fucking know how to tackle, so they're never going to be in Origin. Can you imagine the blowouts that would happen if they were in Origin? <laughs> you know, you got, you got the whole, you know, the field goal thing, like, you hey, know, they the, got, they the got state of Origin. Like... They've got this whole season to get their tackling. <laughs> they got this whole season to put it together. You could fucking move sleeping bags into the Ben Walker Memorial sandpit up in North Queensland that they had up there when they were good defensive powerhouses. I they think, could, uh, you could make them live there, the sand people. And the, uh, the proof will be in the pudding on uh, on Saturday. Just off topic a little bit. Um, the proof will be in the pudding on Saturday, but um, I think the penny might might have dropped with Jackson with his tackling. I didn't think there was ever a problem. He's enthusiastic. Yeah. And he gets in there yeah. and he chases everyone and he fucking tries and gets tries to get his arms around him and yeah. but he's little. Yeah. And he weighs half as much as some of the kids he's trying to put on their bums. That's all right. Jeff TV didn't worry about that. Yeah, exactly. Hope you've shown him tape of the greatest. He's uh fuck he spent some time rolling around on the ground getting fended and fucking <laughs> knocked on his ass and he always gets up and chases hard. I said, mate, you're gonna have to get lower, you're gonna have to get in under the fend. Yeah. Around the hips or fucking their thighs, and I said you can't, yeah. you know. So also at that training age, drill last night, yeah. three biggest kids on the team yeah. against the three smallest kids on the team to teach them to tackle one on one. Yeah, they had to do three in a row, like little kid on on bigger kids yeah. running flat out over you know five or ten meter space. Yeah, took him a while, but in the end he was chopping them down and using his you know getting good fucking leverage. <laughs> Mitchell Moses, give me a call. Brooksy, give me a call. Make it happen. 
It's not going to happen. I did, it, gonna I did it in shit. fucking one training session, son. Like, we'll see how the game goes. See if it sticks. Yeah, yeah we fucking um, could be onto something. But he was. I said, mate, that's it's rough. It's rough and tumble. You got to get in there. You got to be aggressive. And sometimes you're going to cop bumps. And but yep. that's part of tackling. Yeah, cop a knee in the head and get concussed. And go straight back out there because we need you. Happens there, right? No, no concussion. <laughs> what are they doing, the kids? Oh yeah, they're fucking. If he cries, he's got to take a stint off for a little while. <laughs> yeah, oh, they if they get a head knock, they're pretty. They take it pretty serious. Yeah. All right, and um, finally, this one just just broke before uh, we went to air tonight. The Titans have signed an extension to uh, for for Kane Elgy. So uh, apparently, he was looking at signing at Manly. Told the Titans. And so the Titans upped the ante and made him an offer he couldn't refuse to stay. Now, I'm not privy to the exact figures, but I am led to believe that Manly were going to pay overs for him at about 300 grand a season, which is definitely overs for a kid who's, you know, by the end of the season is going to have played, you know, not a full season of first grade, and he's only like 20, whatever he is, 21. Titans, 450 a year, I'm hearing. These motherfuckers are not spending their own money clearly. <laughs> but no, of course they are. But, um, well, yeah, the salary cap for every club is covered by the NRL, so of course no one's spending their own money on that. But um, he said that in the end I wanted to stay on the Gold Coast with my family and friends around me and my teammates and coaching staff I have a lot of respect for, even though uh, even though it was a very tempting opportunity presented by Manly. Um, and and <laughs> this quote, and I'm excited to hopefully be able to play with Daly Cherry Evans too. <laughs> Which I think, you know, I think it would somewhat increase the odds of a backflip for Cherry Evans. Although Why? The, because at the end of the day, they're spending a lot of money on LG. Something's got to give. One of them's going to end up being unhappy. I mean, the is way... Is LG that, more of a 5'8"? Why no. can't he play 5'8"? Well, this, this is the, the, other, the other side to that is, in this day and age, I mean, what is a 5'8"? What exactly. is a, what is a halfback? Yeah, the same so, person on the other side of the ruck. I mean, it's very rare not, you see him playing. The season's not there. There's two spots in the halves. They've got two yeah. halves. What's the end of end of the story? Yeah, so we'll see what happens there with uh with old Cherry. But um, fuck me, with the media times. report, like, the amount of backflips that the media is reporting oh. Cherry Evans has done, he's fucking nutty or coming edge. Yeah, and even and LG as well. Fucking some people put their nuts on the line, like Masood and and Mole put their nuts on the line and said he's definitely signed. Mm. And and Manly Club never announced it because obviously they announce things when they happen, not when they fucking when the media tell them it's happened. And, um, fuck, there was some egg on the faces for those boys. Yeah, they did cop it. And rightfully so, too. I mean, Molly took it in pretty, he took it in pretty good humour. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. And he said, look, it was done, but, you know, then they made him an offer he couldn't refuse, you know, a counter-offer or whatever. So, um, interesting. But I had to put that news article in there because I had to match it up with the thing at the top of the show that was too good to leave out. <laughs> Recaps for round eight of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. Fucking looking forward to these for the first time in a while. <laughs> <laughs> West Tigers 38 defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 14, or shit dogs as I would like to call them. Fucking useless. Uh, Tigers double to Tedesco. 
Pat Richards, Kevin Nakama, Luke Brooks with a double as well. All the TMBs got on board because Moses got a conversion. Paddy Richards, four of six and two penalty goals. And a try assist for Paddy's try, let's not forget. Yeah, but I mean, like, on the board. I mean, actual I'm just letting you know. Like, people want to hack on the kid. Yeah, well, yeah. He's a mouthy little fucking prick. That's what I like most can't, about him. Can't tackle. Yeah. Sometimes contributes to the game He's in offense. enthusiastic. Just needs some time in the Glen Blakely sandpit. <laughs> Doggies double to Pritchard and a try to Curtis Rona Hodkinson one from three conversions. Kevin Gama, fucking, I must admit when they announced that they'd signed him, you thought, oh my god, why are they buying that fucking shit? I was like, he hasn't played a great deal of first grade, and and the first grade that he has played, you know, he's been okay, but yep, it's. And I looked at our recruitment and I was like, geez, we're losing some players. We've got Kevin Nagama and Thirsty Drinkwater coming in. Um, <laughs> he might be the best signing for the West Tigers since Gareth Ellis. Yeah. There's not, I, I can't think of one, and I'm sure some of the fucking Tigers nerds will come up with some better signings. Yeah, um, look, I'm not qualified to fucking make that decision for you, but, but I'm just thinking. The way he has gone through the nines and the yeah. trials and every game, Fuck me. Yeah. I, I just think he's... You know, Gareth Ellis came with a bit more fanfare, yeah. given his, his career preceding his Tigers days, but um, just his contribution to the team, um, you know, he's capable of, of you know, f- being just fundamentally solid, but he's also got some spectacular shit in his game, as yeah. you know. Um, so, super impressed, and sadly, I don't know, there's a spot for Noffa. And... I'm an offer guy. I love an offer. Not anymore. Where's he go? I don't know. Somewhere, somewhere else will appreciate his fucking, his cartwheeling fucking getting water tries without actually putting down with pressure in. I guess. And this is why Nathan, <laughs> you can't have nice things. I'm just saying, this guy score. If he's going to score a try of the year, make sure you fucking score the cunt. As I said, uh, run TMB, or as you said, run TMB. All contributed. Moses. Played a, a bit more of a support role, but he's building um, in his confidence. The M, the M is, is a bit dead weight, really. Sorry? Really, it's only the T that's contributing on a weekly basis, and occasionally the B. M's pretty fucking hopeless, but I mean, occasionally he gets in there. Fucking please. He's building slowly, and he's, uh, he's growing in confidence every week. Uh, I think, um, you know, Brooksy... Brooksy's got some spectacular shit in his game, and Tedesco is, is all spectacular. Everything he does is, is brilliant. I think Moses might be the guy that, that holds it together and, and be you know, is the solid um you know, solid kicking game, um and, and good service kind of guy. Uh, I think that's his role in run T M B and I think he's he's building into it every week. Sounds like Robbie Farrah's role. Robbie Farrah is, is a god amongst men, yes. Nathan. I'm just saying um, maybe the M's redundant. Fucking please. You, 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 I just Run T F B. What? Stop missing. Like you wonder why people don't buy shoes. You keep <laughs> fucking them up on the hashtags. I don't know what they're buying. Look, as as good as it was to get to get a win, I um I'm not getting too carried away. The dogs were severely under strength, missing some of their their best players, and uh, you know the Tigers were always in control. Never looked like being headed, but um, they closed the game out nicely and and put some more points on. Scored some spectacular tries and and. Um, you know, it was a, it was an important win given that we've got you know effectively two weeks break now, um, with the rep weekend. So uh, important win, and uh, the next couple of weeks, hopefully they can put something together and um, 
and consolidate. But fifth spot at this stage of the season, not many people would have picked the Tigers to be there, except myself. At this stage of the season, though, fifth spot is like is, is one game ahead of fucking... Better than know, being last, just saying. So it's like one game ahead of last, really, <laughs> and for and against. <laughs> so it's a very close season. Thanks, thanks to, to I mean, and you do have this in seasons. Like I remember last year, the Titans and the and Dragons were big early on in the season, but things stay, you know, tend to normalise, and the good teams that are actually good teams. Tigers just building for a rails run. <laughs> rails run, rails run, to, rails run to ninth. Ref Sunny one hundred and one. I'd like to different find different year, Nathan. It's a different era. It's a different Tigers club. Every year I've known you, it's been that year though. Didn't so. finish ninth in two thousand and ten or two thousand and eleven. Just saying. Yeah, a lot of fucking good. It didn't too. May as well have finished ninth. They finished ninth essentially in terms of the playoff picture, <laughs> except for that time when Lottie dropped it. That time that was that was a ninth. That was so fucking very very close, very close to the podium. Why do you have to make me relieve the shit? You fucking started this family. Please let's get to the tweets. <laughs> Rev Sunny one hundred and one. I'd like to find out how Jason Taylor put Rohypnol in our forwards water bottles. You the didn't ba- have any forwards. That's a problem. <laughs> the base chapo. Rugby league is a game of two halves. Bulldogs played for neither. Hash funny game rugby league. It's true, they didn't. The Ben Zed. What the irony of fucking Chapo using mups hashtag. Yeah, I, know, like I know. It's starting to catch on though. Gronkception. Good on, good on you, good on you. Good on you, Mup. Well Mup is so out of the picture as far as Gronk of the years. Like he's he's still not, fucking he, Gronk. No, he just does it behind closed doors non starter. Yeah. undies on. Absolutely. On Absolutely non starter. Not even Watching a factor. Reruns of fucking oh, I don't know. There was a punchline there, I couldn't think of a movie. What a surprise. <laughs> Turner and Hooch, I guess. That'll... The Ben Zed. Happy to take a 13-plus winner on the Tigers against the most ineffective attack in all of the league. I got him on 13-plus too. Hash uh, free money. Hash, my girl is a babe. Not sure why that's relevant. No. You are definitely punching well above your weight. Unky D. I love trolling Glenn with hash Tigers in decline, but my loathing for the dogs is real. Seeing them smashed by an amateur side was gold. Uh, Gold Coast Titans, 32, defeat the Warriors, 28. This one, Titans, 32, came from a double to LG. Anthony Don, Kieran Mosley, James Roberts, Ryan James, tries, Adam, Aiden Caesar, four of six conversions. The Warriors, 28, tries to Fusatua, Matalino, Jonathan Wright, Solomon Kata, Bodine Thompson, and four from five conversions from Sean Johnson. Mosley. Um, it is Mosley, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sugar. Sugar yeah. Mosley. Uh, with the softest try in the history of rugby league. Yeah. Out yeah. of dummy half, ran three steps, accelerated a bit, and fucking dived from the try line without yeah. a player anywhere trying yeah. to attempt to tackle. And landed halfway into the in goal yep. with half the Warriors team standing around going, what, what, what the fuck just happened? Textbook 2015 Warriors, Rocks and Diamonds in the same 80-minute period. And this game typified that as well. It was like they literally didn't realise where the try line was. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they didn't realise that you know, there wasn't a stoppage in play where they <laughs> should, should be actually paying attention to where the fucking ball's Bizarre travelling. Bizarre place. Yeah. Um, we spoke about LG and his, and his re-signing um, and, you know, provided DCE doesn't do a fucking triple somersault with a half-pike out of his deal with the Titans. A spine next year of Hoffman, LG, DCE and Mosley is, is something to build on. Zillman. Sorry? Zillman, Zillman's nowhere to be seen. Um, the man out in the cold is Matt Sarama. Yeah. What, what the fuck has happened to that kid? What's he done? Don't know. 
you'd have to assume that there's something going on in the background there. You didn't train as hard or whatever because you know the incumbents don't usually get deposed as quickly and mm. uh, you know as uh, as he has been. He's maybe he's a, he's a Cardi guy. Yeah, Henry maybe. didn't like him. I think the Warriors have a, a knack of committing fundamental errors at the worst possible times. Plays they would, they would normally execute in their sleep seem to turn into you know something with the difficulty of Pythagoras' theorem when the game's there for them to win. It's it's you know with a team with that sort of talent um, led by you know one of the best players in the world in Sean Johnson, he really needs Apparently. to eat those plays for breakfast. Um, and when his teammates fuck them up, he really needs to be the, the killer. You know, he needs to yep. be the guy that jumps. I don't know. He seems too willing to slap him on the back and high-five him. Like, Thurston gets stuck into his teammates when they, yeah. you know, fuck things up on him. Yeah. And I think that's... You're saying he's a great player. Missing, he's not a leader. Maybe that's the missing link for him. Yeah. You know, fantastic footballer. Yeah. But as a halfback, you know, you when, play, when he's, you know, doing his bit, and, and requires the input of another player to fucking catch and pass or, you know, hit a hole or, mm. and they can't manage it, he, he really needs to be getting up in their grill. Look, you want to hear how fucked up Sean Johnson is at the moment? Chad Townsend's carrying this fucking side. <laughs> and certainly carrying Johnson. And some of the, you know, Chad Townsend is taking a lot of the fifth tackle options. Yeah. I don't know if that's just to take pressure off Johnson, but... There's taking pressure off the bloke, and it's you know it's nullifying your effectiveness, you know, of your best player not having the ball in his hands as much as he can. Um, you, you, yeah, like if the dude's fucking up, yeah, if the dude's lost it, he's lost it though, you know. Yeah. So I mean, that's not he's, saying he's permanently he's not doing lost a it, but bet any good, I can tell you that. Yeah, I think that's pretty much gone at this stage. Have to get three points a game from this point on to yeah, really make we'll a fist of it. He's, he, he has got a fucking rich vein of form in his game to finish the season. Got to find it though. We're a third of the way through, nearly. Or ah, third of the way through. Um, tweets. Hammers. H4MMERZ. Looks like King Henry has finally turned the Titans into an actual football team. I'd be inclined to agree. I'm up 23. Good to be 4-4 four and four, despite the fact we should be 7-1. Still plenty of improvement, but we're such a better team this year. Hash jizz. That's like any everything that comes out of that guy's mouth. Even, you know, in, in text form by Twitter or whatever. If you take, if you take the thirty percent bullshit out of everything he says, yeah, some of what he says actually fucking makes sense. Yeah, but jeez, he just he just juices the rest up with complete and utter ramblings of fucking madman. How do you know the Titans are winning games? Mups tweeting Mups about tweeting. it. Yeah, exactly. The biggest tiger. GC Titans have put a few wins together and on the road scoring thirty plus, most through their running game. Hash can score. Shunda 86. They've got some talented players there. They do. They do. Shunda 86. Who'd have thought the Titans would be the NRL's razzle-dazzle entertainers this year? Hash Funny Game Rugby League. Hash LG Life's Good. Uh, NZ Danos. The only thing worse than watching the Warriors bumble through games is having Daryl Halligan commentate on it. <laughs> and that's, a fair, that's a fair assessment too. This was, actually, this was a really fucking entertaining game to watch though, that one. I mean, like, you know, partially because the Warriors had that 20-minute lapse or whatever to, yep. to, you know, to start the second half. Uh, the Titans, where they had a lead and then the Titans turned into a fucking flogging. Um, but, yeah, still an entertaining game. I mean, you're not going to say it was the hardest footy in the world, the greatest defence in the world, but... Uh, no, it was, it was end-to-end and there was a lot happening. It was a good, it was a good, a good start for the, uh, the Anzac Day. Low, lounging in front of the fucking football. <laughs> <laughs> 
North Queensland Cowboys 26 defeated the Newcastle Knights at 24. And this one, the Cowboys 26, came from tries to Scott Bolton, Lockie Coote, double to O'Neill, Michael Morgan also with a try, JT, 3-5 conversions. And the Knights 24 tries to Houston, Wate Pate, BJ Leilua, and Sione Matautia. And uh, Tyrone Roberts, 4 from 4 conversions. So much early promise for the Knights in, in season 2015, but it just seems to me like, you know, like you say, we're a third of the way through the season now, and it seems like the rest of the comp has settled into their, their own season um, and is starting to play some consistent football. And, and the Knights have gone backwards after leading the comp undefeated for after four rounds or something, wasn't it? Was yeah. that in their first four? Yep, first four. Um Cowboys, you know, in contrast to that, have started as poorly as the Knights, um, in contrast to the Knights. And, you know, part of what they're doing with, with Lock and Coote there at the back, it's good to see him playing somewhere near his best football. He's, uh, you know, missed pretty much a whole last season after yep. being killed by Beaver um, in the nines. Yep. And, um, and missed almost a whole season with injury. And... He's come back, he's been a catalyst, you know, him at fullback and, and Morgan at 5'8 has, has been, you know, part of the reason the Cowboys have turned their season around and, and putting some impressive form on the board. Um, for a little fella, fuck, he can stop some tries. Yeah. Try savers and, you know. Um, it, you know, I guess that was, it was no different to how he played at Penrith, but uh, just now his opportunity back in first grade after after last season... He's, he's certainly hit the ground running for the Cowboys and it's showing. Um, 15 fit players the Cowboys finished with away from home. It, it, normally, that's that's a script for a Cowboys loss and probably yeah. a heavy one. And two of which they lost, you know, almost immediately. Yeah. Tamalolo was like immediately. Yeah, inside the first yeah. minute and, and Granville was like a, a couple of sets of six yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, serious, I don't know if Granville, well, I guess with the week off, he'd probably play next round. But, yeah. Um, with yeah, definitely. Concussion, so. yeah. yeah, he's got two weeks, so he'll be right. Interesting to see how um, Palmalolo goes. Is he playing in the test? Be surprised if they risked him. Um, yeah, again, pretty entertaining game. Fair few points scored. Um, and, you know, Cowboys just showing that Early on in the season, well, I, I, you know, they've, they've hit their straps. And, you know, Gidley's their spiritual leader, and, and Roberts is. Yeah. Yeah. Who scored that try in the, the Thurston where he got the where Thurston put the kick in and, and he just like picked it up laxadaisically and Thurston And then Thurston took it off him. Yeah. Um like that was just should never Morgan scored. Uh, is it Morgan's try? Yeah. I can't remember oh, who the try was. But that was Might have been Ethan Lowe actually. That was no he didn't score a try, Morgan did. Who else got, got tries? Bolton. Bolton, that's right. Because yeah. he had the head tape. I thought it was Ethan Lowe. Yeah, a bit of, bit of urgency and, and ball security, that play doesn't happen. I haven't seen anything like 
like that since uh, remember that time when um when South were still shit house and Broncos were just sailing along and they were bringing up to you know no time left and fucking um Talis ripped the ball out high and low and they looked it out to the left and scored in the corner of the half time remember that? I haven't seen a play like that since Blake Ashford stole the ball from George Rosen Tigers versus Manly late in two thousand nine season. No, we won that game by point. Oh, 2009 season. That's yeah, before we joined the show. Mm. Remember it well, like it was yesterday. Yeah, we won by a point, but I mean, that that game was that was the game we fucking lost it between Grubbins and, and Benji with like 200 tries. So like, yeah, I think he might have actually played his only game in his career. And <laughs> rampage and did it all himself. Yeah, army of one. That's where yeah. Andy Raymond started calling him army of one. Yeah, exactly. Definitely army of one. All by himself. Truce. The Mitch I. I've got a great idea. Let's pick the same underperforming players next week and hope for a different result. Hash morons. Super duper all. The people of Hunter had suffered another disaster. Ravaging storms and now this should have done a lot better. St. George Illawarra Dragons 14 defeated the Sydney Roosters 12 in the traditional Anzac Day battle. And a good crowd for this one too. Over 35,000. And for the Dragons, Peter Matiutai, as the radio would have him called these days. Uh, Mitch Rain with tries. Gareth Widdop one from two conversions and two from two penalty goals. The Roosters, their points came from tries to two dads and two of Arsashek, two from two conversions to James Maloney. Conditions were ridiculous. Game was postponed there for a bit. Um, due to hail and lightning um, with concerns over player safety. But I think the Dragons actually seemed to play to the conditions better than the Roosters, who were, you know, really, essentially the Roosters are the more experienced of the two sides. Um, the Dragons are playing basic football, and so they're always, you know, neutral conditions, that's always going to be. Exactly. And this was another Bennett-era style win for the Dragons. And for someone who was sacked by the man, McGregor obviously paid attention from afar to what Bennett was doing. Um, <laughs> exactly. Just sitting there like, oh, I'll get you soon, my pretties. And But they're just the way they defend is is pretty impressive, considering the way they started the season where you thought they were a chance to lose them by 100 every week. Um, really turned it around and they bought into that style probably a little bit late, but they're all there now and, and it's, it's paying dividends for the Dragons. Um, Roosters it's funny when you look at where the Roosters are on the ladder but if you watch their games they just don't seem far off you know like every game yeah. they're a quality side they, they just don't seem far off but you know and and their fans will, will say it's testament to, to them falling behind on the penalty accounts but Games that they would normally pull back and close out in recent seasons are yeah. turning into losses in 2015. I think that's the difference for the Roosters. Yeah. Um, you know, and people will fucking will laugh, but how much of it's a Sonny Bill factor? How don't much of it is... Sorry? I don't think much of it's a Sonny Bill factor. I don't know. Especially he had the ability. Year, he, passenger, he, he was a passenger for but most he, of the time. But he certainly had the ability to, you know, to try and inspire his teammates. And, yeah, but having and the he, ability to do something. I mean, you know, Kirk Gilley has the ability to be a quality football player. I mean, doesn't mean it fucking make it. Doesn't make it so. I mean, you know. I am not sure what the reason is though. Then. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what it is. Like he's really. I, mean, I guess other than Mini. Yeah. That's really the only two. Maybe Mini was like an essential talker from the back to align, you know, the defense yeah. and things like that. You know. I and don't know. Two of us Shek doesn't seem like a, the biggest mouth on the field. No. Pretty quiet sort of bloke. Biggest wallet, but. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a decent sized wallet. He's carrying around a box, tra- carrying it around in a box trailer. Um, yeah, it's it's strange. Your Roosters, there's a lot of games this season that they've that they've turned into losses that would normally just be you know garden variety wins for them, and um, I'm sure sure that's heightening the frustrations of their fan base. Now, this, what about that Dylan Napa tackle? Obviously, East supporters fucking berserk. I don't think it should have been put on report. And I mean, you know, we'll get in the breast to it one later, but the same situation as that. I think that there, there was definitely, there was, there was contact made. It was completely accidental and incidental contact because, you know, the arm was, you know, swung far lower on the body. But I don't think a penalty's fair. And they're making it like that penalty was the entire winning or losing of the game. But let's not forget, there was a fucking diabolical disallowed try for the Dragons as well. Mm. That no one's talking about that, and that was not a fucking like let's watch a hundred replays and did he graze the guy's head or not? You know, was it worth a penalty? This is dead set like hundred percent guaranteed certain fucking try. Can you imagine? You know, harking back to what we were talking about earlier with the the new TV rights deal in in a couple of years. You know, yeah. we 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 can we're pushing two billion dollars for this product. Mm-hmm. We still can't get a fucking you know. The, the officiating correct we can't get yep. you know people with consistency in their adjudication on, on some fairly fucking specific rules yep. that govern the game we can't get someone to make a decision on a fucking bunker we can't get you know the people that lead the game to show true leadership and, and make some hard decisions you know f- for the for the benefit of the game and the, and the you know the experience for the fans which is essentially they're your customers yeah, I'm still, I'm still, uh, I still wonder, like, you know, has it gotten worse since back in the day, or is it just like the increased camera angles and multiple replays and? Well, technology's you know, played a part because nothing. And not, and nothing not only technology. Escapes, yeah, well, you can't. Yeah, you can't you, escape you, it now. You can see everything, but I mean, and I'm not just, and I don't just mean the technology in terms of like actually what you show. What you show. I mean technology in general, like the rise of social media. Where it gets people in a, like a hive mind thing, you know, the obviously tribal game, rugby league, so you automatically got these sets of sets of you know strangers on on the internet that will bond together and have a bitch about something good and proper. And I just wonder if that's you know the media is certainly feeding it a lot more than they should be. I mean, they're harping on it all the time. I mean, the media are one of the most negative influ- negative influences in the game. And that I, exists. again, we're pushing two billion dollars. Yeah. Well, you know, but the media, our print, aren't the, you our know, print media, fucking goes well out of its way. I'd like to see, you know, it's it's probably borderline impossible to come up with, but I'd love to see the amount of negative news articles that come out of the print media compared yeah. to the amount of positive. Yeah. And I know, you know, as far as the players go, they've got to take some onus um, yeah. and, and, some, and be accountable for that. But there's a lot where, you know, they really just, just try and drag the fucking game down, whether it's referees. And refereeing is a fucking hard job. Yep. And it's it's hard at fucking junior level where the the matches mean next to nothing. Where you, yep. You're not even keeping score half the time. Yep. Um. You know, for the littlies, it's fucking hard to do. Yeah, and, and you know, and what, it gets I'm... harder when the game gets faster and the people get bigger and the collisions are harder and there's more shit going on on the field. Yep. It gets harder. And when you get to the t- highest level of the game, and and you've got you know, guys out there and and things are subjective. Um. You know, interpretations aren't always clear. And you know, apart from these clangers that we've had lately with the the miss, the, the tackle the tackle counts, that's happened a fucking couple of times mm. in the last few weeks, like unacceptably high. That shit's elementary, but otherwise, I think the on field referees 
don't necessarily do that much of a bad job. I mean, sometimes they're, they're indecisive in matters of like where, you know, ruling a try, sending it up as no try and, and you know, that kind of thing. But really, I, I reckon nine times out of ten, the problem, like, we're talking about reviewing high tackles, we're talking about fucking up tries that go to video referee. The video refereeing, I think, is by far the biggest fucking issue. Yeah, and that's why you should have, I don't know, fucking three guys? Yep. Well, it's the commentators, you know, can often come up with the right decision when, when the wrong one's made out of the box. Mm. And, like, you know, they got, like, Freddie and people like that that are fucking, you know, barely more intelligent than a pot I just, plant. <laughs> I just don't understand why you couldn't have the same, you know, four guys or whatever it was yeah. that are in a bunker yeah. every weekend, rotate them out. Yep. Um... Very rare when you're going to see... There's only ever two games played at the same you time. Know, those you know, four on, guys on Friday can talk, night. Yeah. talk together and, you know, part of their training is they look at decisions and, and you get to a point where if, if you're only talking, you know, three or four guys over the course of a whole season for every single game yeah. and those guys, that's the, you know, they're the team of the guys that run the bunker yeah. for the video ref, you'll find that they talk, they bounce uh, scenarios off one another Yep. And and you get consistency consistency in in their adjudication because I just feel when you have you know a ref at each ground yeah it's uh, it's too subjective yeah. and it's too much individual it's interpretation even, even within a game you know like when you have the ref is in the pocket for one team yeah. and then he's like you know doing the ten for the you know and like you get uneven. 10 metres and things like that as well through courses of the game as well. Yeah. And but, I think the NRL should should be proactive. You know, I don't... People are saying there should be a referee's press conference. I think that's that's a bit like throwing the wolves. Do your, take your idea the, with you the know, four guys. Mic the box up. Don't necessarily play... Don't play the audio of the box. But then when it comes down to... Um, after the fact, if there's a controversial decision made for a try, they can go. The referees can go back and listen to their own audio and say, "This is exact." And then you know, Tony Archer or whatever can do a press release the next day or a, yeah. you know, wrap up on Monday or whatever. And then he can say, "Okay, that's the try. This is what these these are the points that they made. They felt that there wasn't enough of this, or there was too much of that, and blah blah blah." And that's why they came to decision. And when people see that, they probably go, "Okay, well, you know, I'll look at it." And, yeah, okay. Look, and we're just a couple of really fucking handsome guys with magnificent beards, and yep. you know. That are fucking pretty, pretty awesome at everything we do in life. Yep. If we can get it right, who the fuck do these people with a two billion dollar product? Yeah. How can not, they not get it right? Yeah. It's they've talked about it. Take some action, implement it, and stick with it. Yep. Agree. Shana and Elvis, credit where it's due. Those dragons are working as a team. If they continue to work for each other, who knows what they could do? Earth Boy seventy five finished twelve. Yeah, apparently the delay is because Ben's just talking about the 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 problem is I don't think it was communicated very well on the radio. They said straight away, like through I don't know what you know how they were notified, but they said it's not because of the rain or not because of the hail. It's because of the potential for lightning strike. That's why they, mm. that's a normal hail they wouldn't do it, but it's a lightning strike thing. But it seems like you know that part when that was happening, I was in the car when that was when it started coming down. So like I remember hearing the radio version of it and then seeing on Twitter the Twitter version of it. To me, it seemed like the TV just didn't explain it. You know they mm. were you know they were trying to blame it on the hail or something, but because everyone's like you know. For example, Earthboy75. Apparently the delay is because Ben Cray's mum doesn't want him playing in the rain. That's a, that's a <laughs> fantastic. Fair, fair story. To yeah. be fair, though, the TV went to Tony Archer in the tunnel. 
And yeah. I thought he gave a good account of himself yeah, and, so, and handled it pretty well. As to so what why. you're saying is our listeners are just fucking... Oh, well, I well, guess it, you'd have to look at a timeline as to when they t- when they tweeted compared to when Tony Archer yeah. came on air. So we've got postponed due to hail. Seriously, on Anzac Day of all days, old timers would be ashamed. And he's got hash refs fault, hash soft, and uh, be Jared. fucked if I'd be. I mean, it wasn't golf ball sized hail, um, but hail it's hail, and like, what happens if? You're out there and you start getting pelted on the head with fucking golf ball. I don't, I've had that happen to me. That's not a lot, a lot of fun. If it was golf ball size hail, I think they would pull them off of the hail, right? Because that is legitimate. No, but people danger. Are, exactly, but then hail doesn't always start out as golf balls. No, but only pull them off when it's golf balls. Jeez. Let them fucking play in the peas. <laughs> and Jared said, uh, "Jar TV has an NRL game ever been called off due to weather?" P.S. DeBellin's bun looks like a bodybuilder's baby cock. A lot of people starting to turn on the man bun. Top knots. I, I, I don't rate the top, top knot at all. I can't stand it, mainly because I can't grow one. Yeah, that's um, true. Well, you're, but, ne- you're never in danger of fucking accidentally fucking tripping over and I'm, waking I'm up I'm not going to wake up and, and have tied a top knot on, in my hair Yeah. Um, by mistake <laughs> during the night. Now, speaking of the commentary team for this game, on the radio, on the ABC... I don't know who the main commentator was. It was, you know, one of the guys, whoever does their main shit, like, you know, Jim Maxwell or something like that, right? Co-commentator in the box with Jim Maxwell. Presumably that's who it was. Mick Crocker. Sideline. Matt Elliott. Wow. Oh, fuck. I've never heard a more fucking retarded combination of idiots. Well, I mean, the main guy, he just calls the game. But then, the, the like, the forced attempted banter... And oh, it was, and this, and there was this banter where, like, you know, where like Mick Crocker was just fucking kept putting it on fucking Elliot, and the you know, Elliot was you know, coming back at him. It's like, fuck, I hope these, these guys are fucking thieving a living if they're getting paid for that. Yeah. And like Mick Crocker, he's talking about fucking Matt Elliot staying out there in the storm and shit like that. I'm like, listen, cunt, you got knocked out by a football. You got no fucking recourse whatsoever. Give us a call. You got no re- Mick Crocker has no recourse to talk about anyone being soft. You get knocked out by a fucking football in the head, you are officially the fucking stay puffed marshmallow footballer of the fucking ever. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see someone kick a ball flat out into your face and see if you're still standing. I fucking guarantee you, you kick a ball on the side of my head like what happened to him, I guarantee you I wouldn't go out. Fucking guarantee you. You got a fucking glass jaw. Let's Mate. Talk, let's talk about that. Um, Everyone's been hit harder than that fucking ball hit that fucking tool bag of dead. <laughs> Gee, it was, it was fucking sweet though. Channel 9, give us a call. You got our number. Yeah. Maybe we'll do the second Friday game just to, you know, get past the fucks and <laughs> cunt barrier. <laughs> 9.30, is it? When they... <laughs> That's it. Oh, match of the round. Friday night. Mighty Manly Adults Seagulls. Only football. <laughs> Mighty Manly Seagulls, 12, defeat the Melbourne Storm, 10. And uh, this one, the Seagulls, uh, 12, came for tries. The Wolfman and uh, Tommy Simons, man who possesses the hottest wag in rugby league. And conversions, David Williams, one from two, and the sideline one just missed. And he got a penalty goal as well. Uh, Storm tries to Corbetti, Cooper Cronk, and Cameron Smith, one of two conversions. The only thing worse than the Seagulls form this season are their Anzac jerseys. Fucking, that's two years in a row. Yeah, I'm... Last year they had the fucking unicorn vomit one. It was like the pastel fucking Neapolitan ice cream oh, sort of one. God, it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. This one wasn't much better. Slightly better than last year's. Um, this game sort of was was played in pretty ordinary conditions as well. 
good win for the Seagulls in, in the end over a team that they really own psychologically and, and have done for a number of years. It really proves nothing as to their um, their spoon credentials or lack thereof. But, um, you know, the two wins over the Storm, considering the Storm leading into round eight were leading the comp. Yep, exactly. Is, um, is a pretty good effort, and it shows that they can get up for a get up for a game when they so desire. Um, it's you know whether Tuvi can continue to do that um, now through the Origin period and all the rest of it is probably going to. We're not going to lose players for Origin. Telling for their season. Our opponents are going to lose players. We're not. Thanks to the form. Um, this was the fucking return. This game, the Storm had every reason we'd never won down there at Amy in like I think it was four attempts something like that never won down there and what do you know you get a couple of players back in the side in this case it was only there was only foreign and and uh, but foreign's return did allow Hiku to push back out to centre which then removed William out of the side so I mean it was all you know cascading goodness and uh, don't like William Ju- no he's fucking hopeless Hopeless. I'm prepared to concede that he might be the first Parramatta player that we've taken that we can't fucking do anything with him. Unfixable. Unfixable, useless. Um, and uh, and Brett Stewart in the back. And at the end of the day, when it comes to our defence, I mean, as as in the 90s with Matthew Ridge controlling shit, so Brett Stewart is exactly the same. I mean, he's the one that controls where... And the defence, you know, proved itself. Basically, there was one try through just sheer laziness from, uh, I think it was... Uh, Liggy Sauer, that was the Cooper Cronk try. But other than that, there were no real lapses. Um, some ridiculous shit went against him, especially in the, the, when the match was really on the line with that Brett Stewart penalty and, and on report, which put Storm right back on the attack again and uh, almost got, gave him an opportunity to steal the game. But um, Peter Hicku, fucking hell. The game that kid had in defence, and particularly in the last 10, 10 minutes, Won the fucking match for the man. I mean, with his defence, won the match. His runs were good as well. Uh, Wolfman looks like he's actually growing back into the role of being a first-grade player again. He had a good game. I never fucking knew that he could kick conversions either. I was shocked when he lined up for the first one. But um, there you go. <laughs> Found a backup goal kicker finally. And um, really, it's just all about fucking... This is the greatest typification of Anzac I've seen on a football <laughs> field. There was a team that had... The, the overwhelming advantage in the situation. Overwhelming. The other team, down on troops, massively. And... Travelling to like, enemy territory. Like the Turks led by... Like, like the Turks led by by the great leader, Ataturk. They repelled the Melbourne Storm. And uh, although, they were, although they, were, they were vastly inferior numbers, they held on and they defended. And they defended the try line. And uh, they won the day. I think you've got... You've got a little bit of a skewed view of history there. What do you mean? Inferior numbers. I don't know if you're aware of what um, the situation in uh, in Gallipoli was. Being that I've been there and done the whole thing, when 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 we landed, there was like a couple of hundred Turks there, <laughs> and um, and because Australians were obviously we're fit individuals, we pushed up the hill so quickly, made so much ground that Ataturk basically said that the Germans were far... They expected the invasion to be further, you know, further, far further up the um, peninsula sort of thing. And so they had fucking no one there. And so Ataturk's like, look, you're going to have to hold your ground until the, until the, until the reinforcements arrive. So fix your bayonets. And like, we run out of bullets. Just pretend you've got bullets. 
And so they basically, the, so we get up the hill. They're up there, pew, pew, pew. And the Turkish are basically just like, they formed up like they had, like, like they, were, they were set. And so, and so we stopped. And that stopped there. They could have overrun them in like that in the first couple of hours. But that stopped there, allowed time for the reinforcements and everything to happen. And, um, and to the point where, you know, it turned into the, obviously the, the dug in, you know, nightmare scenario with, you know, no ground being given and ultimate, you know, retreat by us. But, um, just a slight diversion there. Um, but yeah, good to see. The attitude and the commitment, the defence was back and it was just good to see. And, um, you know, there's so many weak teams we're facing off over the next eight weeks and, you know, we origin weakened teams. So, uh, the run begins. And hopefully this two weeks gets us a couple more players back too. I mean, we only got two players back last week. So, I mean, you know, imagine if we get another five back. All happening. Monkey D. One downside to beating the Storm is there are no Storm fans on Twitter to troll. Does anyone actually like these cheating turds? I'll see if a grabber does. <laughs> Jeez, he had a bitch about it. <laughs> and that is a thing. If Manly don't win another game this year, or if nothing else happens this year, the Storm are going to have to live with the fact that they were swept <laughs> by Manly at their lowest ebb too. I mean, like, teams losing later in the season, you know, they're not going to care because they're going to be like, oh, fuck, we obviously got beaten by one of the top teams in the comp coming home strong, destined to win the premiership. But the Storm can't say that at all. Mysaguna, 85. I hate the Storm with a passion and Manly's not far behind, but I will say this, that was one bloody gutsy win by the Sea Eagles. Life of Ty. Melbourne Storm, the cliniest team to ever hash in decline. Beaten twice by the little battlers from Sydney's Northern Beaches. Super Grover 4, he tweeted... Can we fucking move on? How many... You've only read a couple of tweets from every other game. Now this is fucking Tweet Central. This is not the game with the most tweets this no, week. Who gives a fuck about Manly or the Storm? Let's move on. This is not the game with the most tweets this week. And I didn't actually call out shit fans like I normally do. But the other ones, especially the Newcastle game, it was... <laughs> the only, literally the only two fucking tweets we got. Um, Super Grover 4. The worst thing is we gave Manly their only points they have in this year and that burns my soul. Hash fuck Manly. Uh, Benny 27. Can we get those one in a row shirts in maroon and white? <laughs> Happy to do it. And this question, this one I put in for you, Glenn. This is Anki D again. I checked the dictionary, but I'm not quite sure. Glenn, can you confirm? Is Manly still undefeated asterisk? Well, if you're prepared Obviously. to use... <laughs> Obviously, I thought textbook, textbook undefeated asterisk. <laughs> These are the sort of sort of losses the team of Destiny has to have on their way to an undefeated season. That's right. Possibly my finest moment on yeah, this show. Yeah. We had a couple. We had, we've had a couple of those, and now it's on our way to an undefeated season. Brisbane Broncos twenty-eight defeated Parramatta Eels sixteen. Uh, Broncos twenty-eight came from tries to Jack Reed, Josh Maguire, double to Milford, Corey Parker three from four conversions, and three. From three penalty goals, defeating the Eels. Fromo, hat-trick. Sandow, two from three conversions. That's it. The slow burn of the, the Broncos' season in 2015 is pretty impressive watching. I, I don't know that they've had a real standout performance. They've been no. they've been solid. They've, uh, they've gone about their business and built week to week, which is probably a hallmark of, of a Bennett coach side. And I think... Um, you know, as much as he's vanilla and he's fluffy and he's all those things, you put Boyd at fullback in this team and, and the Broncos go to another level. And, and that, I just don't know why that is. He just, the way, the, the way that they're playing like they, the football. I thought they just score a lot more tries where 
someone does all the work and just passes it to, to, to Darius Boyd to fall over but, the line. you know, they, they've had a couple of options at fullback. Um, Jordan Carhu and Lachlan Maranta. You know, I mean, those guys aren't on the same fucking planet as Darius Boyd. Yeah. Parrow thought did some good things, but being at the game, in, excuse me, never really got the feeling that they were a chance of winning the game. I don't know if that makes a great deal of sense, but... Um, Broncos just seem to be in control from start to finish, and Paro missing Radraja in a in a huge way, and I think I've mentioned it in recent weeks. The sooner he comes back, the better. It's just he's a guy. He's a bit like Vatuvai uh, for the Warriors. You know, when he gets the ball, um, it puts the opposition on notice, and um, yep. you know sometimes playing the Warriors, you're just hoping to pick up the loose ball after he drops it. But Semi's actually got a lot safer hands than than Manu, and um, he's a real strike weapon for them and, and, and creates some good things. They, they, they're definitely lacking that little bit of a, an X factor with, with Hayne overseas now. and um, It really shows when they play a team like the Broncos that, that can control the tempo and, um, and can get to a lead and, and, and hold on to it. Just on Anthony Milford for the Broncos, he's, I think he's starting to really overshadow Hunt in the highlight reel stakes, but Hunt... Is, is providing the substance, and I think that's probably the, the foundation for their halves pairing um, building nicely for the future. Um, Hunt has some spectacular plays in him too, but uh, if he if he leaves the flashy stuff to Milford um, and and you know sound kicking game, good organising gets the forwards um, running the good angles gets everyone involved. I think that's you know that's how the Broncos will, t- will take the next step in this competition. Runoff, Renoff, gutted I missed the Broncos game. I've got nothing much to say about it, no. I was, I was fading out pretty badly by this stage. <laughs> it's a fucking long, it's, Anzac Day's a fucking long day. Well, it was a blessing in disguise that Jackson had to play footy at 2.30, which meant yeah. I didn't get to go to two up. Yeah, but you did, did you, have to, you still had to get up at 4.30. Oh yeah, I went and, to yeah, the dawn yeah. service. And, um, but I didn't get to go to two up, then had Jackson's game at 2.30, then went to dinner before the game and um, we went to Peasant at the barracks there Okay. and um, I was slinging some sangria <laughs> and uh, I got to the game and I was like Whoa. anyway you better give me another couple of bourbons <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that'll always help <laughs> yeah that should pet me up that was um, I, I fucking slept well I'll give you that yeah uh, run off, run off. Gutted, I missed the Broncos game. Usually catch the podcast for a laugh and rants, but now I'm actually looking forward to the game review. Sorry. Well, I cue it, mate. Jeez. <laughs> Cruzy06. Maybe, maybe he doesn't have Foxtel, Nathan. Don't oh, be an elitist pig. Download it then. Torrance. Just like anything else. <laughs> Cruzy06. Maybe Norman should concentrate on passing or even better, playing football instead of trash talking his old team. Hash foe Lockyer. Was he trash talking them really though? I thought he was more like catching up with my, you know. It was, it's to me, it seemed like he was too matesy yeah. with them. That's the, I mean, I saw that's, it. that's the nature of the beast with modern day footballers. Oh, yeah, tell especially me about the it. Jack Whitens of the world, you know. Just got paid anyway. Lose, still got get paid. paid. That's hang out with my mates, get done by forty, have a laugh and a joke after the game. I remember seeing that back in the day, the like fans you know, are slashing their fucking wrists in the stands. I'm out there going, "Oh guys, we just got smashed by 40. I remember it was like in the in the Northern Eagles era, or the, you know, just when Manly first come back. You see, you saw some examples of that with like your Ben Walkers of the world, like now laughing and, so, and I was just like, used to make fucking 
wild. They say, fuck you, bitch. You shouldn't be fucking be able to crack a smile after that performance. Less so, but players are never going to hate losing as much as the fans do. They still get paid. That's right. And uh, Mr. Underscore Wars, Milford's last try and support play for his first shows you that as a 5'8", he's a fucking brilliant fullback. (laughs) Hash happy dilemmas, hash anal. I don't know what the second one's relevant, but... You know, Sam's going to do what Sam's going to do. Penrith Panthers 26 defeated the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 18 at the Muddy Puddle. And this one, the Panthers 26, came from tries. David Simmons, Matt Moylan, DWZ, Tyrone Peachy, Matt Moylan 4 from 4, and a penalty goal. And the Sharkies 18 came from tries to Fecky, Latelli, and Valentine Holmes. Uh, two from three conversions for Michael Gordon and one penalty goal. What about Valentine Holmes in the corner? <laughs> That was pretty spectacular. Yes. All amounted to nothing like the Sharks like their entire history as a football <laughs> club. Uh, <laughs> Penner's Anzac jersey was a pick and is probably the best Anzac jersey in the history of Anzac jerseys within the NRL ever. Oh, I'd say a controversial viewpoint. I agree with everything you just said then. However, I think as a genre or a subcategory of jerseys, I think Anzac jerseys traditionally are pretty fucking ordinary and low down the ranking. Not saying anything about what they represent. I just mean, like, you know, from a design perspective. Yeah. I think they could easily be done better. Easily. Stay tuned to 2016. <laughs> this week in League of Fucking hell. No, yeah, that last part just was a lie. But I mean, ah, the project. <laughs> we see just, just die sublimate a fucking shadow of a digger on, on the front of a You know who drew all over our Anzac, our Anzac jersey? Bruce Ruxton. Yeah, yeah. He, he fucking doesn't mind a potty. Doesn't mind a bit of fucking potty mouth. He'd love us. Yeah, true. But then he, I thought it would be more from the other angle where he's like, the RSL didn't fucking approve this. Fucking shut it down. No, if we, we, I mean, what are you got to do there? You got Queensland is the most under the thumb from the RSL though, too. Hey. Yeah. Look how business yeah. hours are like. Anzac Day is, is pretty much is a public holiday mm. for anyone who, who works on a weekend. Yeah. If it's you know like it was on Saturday. Exactly. Whereas like you know. Even local footy, that's why we had to play late. They couldn't play games in the morning. Till one thirty or whatever, yeah. Yeah, but even shops, like, I mean, hmm. like, fucking nothing. Oh, no, or some things, but yeah, like, not many. Like, there's, there's whole categories of exemptions, but even a lot of them were, like, still shut down. So. Okay, maybe we won't do an Anzac jersey. Why are people so quick to bad Matt Moylan, with all due respect to Matt Moylan? <laughs> The guy. Just... I think it's not him. It's nothing to do with him personally. I think it's to do with the commentators saying that he's the next Darren Lockyer, and that is always that sort of shit happens to a player. It's fucking there's, hard. There's all, it's hard no, on the kid. No, but there's always a pushback from that sort of talk. Always. Yeah. Every player in history that's had that talk. I agree. There's always a pushback. I agree that the media has their fucking hype targets. Mm-hmm. Um, Boom rookies, if you will. Benji, Benji Marshall was one. Yeah. The Tigers. Yeah. Like he's still got it. Killing it. How many fucking lean years has that guy had? And shocking games. Shocking. And then Mate, he'll do one good, good his last thing. Game, and his last game was fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> his last game was the 2005 Grand Final, apparently. Um, <laughs> just back to Moylan. He oozed his class in everything he does at such an early stage of his career. And there's not many clubs that fucking wouldn't be clamoring over themselves to, to get a piece of him. I'd, he's got a fucking fair few haters. 
And I just yeah, I think it's I think it's you've not got to be able to see hate. past the media bullshit. Yeah, I don't think they the hate him. Years. I think they hate the yeah I, I, the I hype. They, yeah, I think they hate the hype and that is yeah. Certain stages in this game, Cronulla seemed to be really controlling things nicely and and building towards a win, and they they just couldn't find a way to put the pennies away. Um, and the little Aussie battlers from the west, the foot of the mountains, <laughs> they got the job done, and yep. it's not going to be long apparently till. Uh, Till we hear the the dulcet tones of pew 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 back on back on the muddy puddle. He will be back after the break, right? I think that's the rumour. Yeah, that's what they're aiming for, I think. Yeah. So, very he good. He was doing a bit of commentary. Yeah. Um, doing a bit of commentary and someone said, I can't remember where I was. Someone said, who the fuck's that? Sounds annoying, whoever it is. He slapped them. Turns out they crossed back to him. It was James Howard. I was like, <laughs> "You're right." It explains it, everything. Hundred percent annoying. You, <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> um, tweet this week. CMW twelve underscore Cassidy cheerleader. Fucking one of the tweets of the year. Ben Barber is the NRL's worst buy since Ben Barber. But didn't that come from Nat Sinclair, or was that no, Cassidy's no, tweet she, herself? She, she's tweeted she just, that to Nat. Oh right. Yeah. And everyone's on it. Just go and fucking check this out. And then, yeah, gold. It's it's factual information. It is. It is. Freak 09, surely one of just, the... Pen- just, yeah. just back to Cassidy. Yeah. And Nat. And yeah. Danny, for that matter. Yeah. You wear an outfit like that, and you look as good as, as they do in an outfit like that. Yeah. Say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I'm probably going to buy it. But when you clearly know what you're talking about as far as football goes, just... It's fucking it's total package sort of shit going on right there. Can't disagree. Freako 9. Surely one of the Penrith cheerleaders will win the Anzac medal as best on ground. Got my vote. Alex underscore day underscore. Penrith Panthers proving one good fullback is greater than three average ones. <laughs> Ash Cronulla, the new fullback hoarders. Ash Colson fullbacks. And finally, the Canberra Raiders 30 defeat the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Rabbleos, 22. They're back. And uh, this was up in Cairns, wasn't it? Yes. And uh, the Raiders... Cairns th- can hold their fucking heads high. Fucking nice. I mean, they got a better crowd. They definitely got a better crowd than one of the games this, this week, didn't they? I'm just going back through the figures just off the top of my head. But in any case, they certainly got a better figure than many of the grounds got last year. Uh, and some of those being Lockhart oh. Oval as well. Um... <laughs> The Raiders 30 came for tries to Jordan Rapana, double to Edric Lee. Shannon Boyd, Josh Papali, Blake Austin also with tries. Croker, two from six and one penalty goal. Could have been a lot worse for the Bunnies. And uh, their 22 came from tries to McQueen, Goodwin, Greg Inglis and Keary. Isaac Luke, three from four conversions. Thought Blake Austin was good for the Raiders. <laughs> I think someone sent us a tweet pretty much saying the same sort of thing. <laughs> some classy plays yet again and, and he got some help from Whiten who... Clearly got paid. Um, Deservedly got paid. Yeah. Ernie's Ernie's pay. They, um, I don't know, the Raiders are a bit funny. I think um, everyone expects them to to fall over and they're putting some some good performances together and everyone's wondering if who's really steering the ship there. (laughs) Ricky Stewart can't be doing it. I remember, I remember talking about a, um, a game they had earlier in the season where I think they just lost. Probably like in the second or third week of the competition, maybe. And I remember saying, that like, if they play like that, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna, mm. 
improve and win and win more games. Like because even though they lost that game, they they displayed you know they showed heart. This is a perfect example of that actually paying off for them in the end. Sammy Boy, 1986. So my prediction is coming true. The bunnies are shit without the most talented Burgess brother, Luke. Solzy04. This is a different side this year. We can beat anyone on any given day. It's still building, though. GJ McDonough. It's uh, short for McDonald there. Join Shannon Boyd's tour over the top of New South Wales origin forwards. Last week, Woods. This week, Glenn Stewart. Next up, Greg Bird. Comments? Not much he's, to say. He's called Woodsy out there, that's all. He's, uh, he's got a touch of the Steve Jacksons about him, old Boyd. Shane Aaron Elvis. South's just not good enough. Injuries taking a toll, sure. But too many errors and cheap penalties. The Raiders are the better team. And to which Penrith and Manly say, the word injuries can't even pass your fucking lips, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and whatever the fuck you, you guys are going through this season pales in comparison to the West Tigers of 2014. Yeah, but all those guys play for Cronulla now or uh, retired or <laughs> so <laughs> irrelevant. Or Brisbane. Stop living in the past. Yeah, with the Brisbane. Yeah. yeah, the chief chief amongst them in Brisbane. Nismo Raiders. Ricky Stewart's coaching. Hash, revelation of the year. Yeah, that's a bit early, mate. Yeah, fuck. The real still Jedi. time for it to capitulate. The real Jedi. Time for a rethink on Ricky S. He was smart enough to leave power. Didn't like the losing culture. Canberra may fulfill potential yet. I'll tell you, they've had some resolve to stick with him over some terrible, fucking terrible results. And like the True. fans as well have been taken through a ringer. If it's going to fucking happen anywhere, it's going to happen at his spiritual home. You reckon? Or it's going to happen at a team that's, that's good that he waltzes into, like when he was with Easts. <laughs> I, I don't know that any team that's good is yeah. going to give him the coaching gig, no, so true. this is the best he can hope for. Yeah. Lol Australia. South being shit. Is this hash lol Stalja? <laughs> yes. Freak 09. Raiders have a great free-to-air record. They've won three out of three in the last 20 years. <laughs> Previews. Now, I'm not going to go through all the all the games this week because I'm not, honestly, I'm not sure how, how well a team stocked of PNG Hunters players is going to go. I mean, I can't really make a realistic call on that. But it As is always, a, go the Kummels. It is a, it is a, it is a rep, weekend, rep weekend. And uh, Fiji taking on PNG. Samoa taking on Tonga. And that would be, that's, that's out at... Um, Australia, New Zealand... Under 20s is at C bus. Fiji PNG is at C bus. Okay, so yeah, it's on the, it's oh, on the Gold Coast. Okay, well, fucking hell. Samoa Tonga is C bus. Yeah, I'm a fuck it. So there's a, yeah, that's so a you good, got all those. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll fuck it. I'm going. Games. That's going to be awesome. Because that's, that, they're the ones you look at the games and, like, you know, you know, Australia, you know, we've, you know, we've been to so many test matches in our lives, but. Always this weekend, the entertainment the entertainment value always comes out of those games. Yeah, you know, like, you yeah. Know, spectacular shit, and the dudes, you know, are well up for the contest, and you know that's not diminishing the the effort and the, <laughs> and the commitment of the players playing for Australia and New Zealand. No, by no means, but but uh, these guys tend to very throw more caution to the contests. wind. Yeah, they, they they tend to put it all out there. Um, thoughts on Australia versus New Zealand? Oh, I look. These games are always tough to judge, and I think that, you know there's some New Zealand players that are probably struggling for a little bit of club form. But 
they pull that black and white jersey on and, and you know, once the Harker comes into play and, you know, they, they, they can pull out a result against the, Australia in recent years. But, you know, you'd always like to think that... You know, some of these strange selections are a bit puzzling, puzzling as well. So um, there's some out-of-form players in there that have, that have, you know, got their own reputation um, slash being a favourite of Tim Sheens, which, you know, used to apply at club, now it applies at country, which is pretty poor. Um Tamau. Sorry? Dead set fucking James Tamau. Yeah. that That's a reputation pick right there. Luke what, Lewis. What reputation though? I mean, because he, he still hasn't really fucking done anything in rep, in rep footy at any level. Well, it's it's been a long time since he's done anything at club footy too. But yeah, but I mean... People like, are saying, had... oh, he's in better form. No, 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 I no, 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 he had a, he had a good game on the weekend though. He You're did. Right. Yeah, so no, he's no, the legit. Paul Searin of his generation. The weekend the fucking <laughs> test side gets gets selected, he's yeah. going to pull out a big one. That's the magpie hater in you coming out. Sorry? That's the magpie hater in you. You're the reason why this club can't move on from the fucking... He's probably right. I just JV. remember there was a lot of times where we were at Leichhardt Oval or Campbelltown Stadium and, um, and my old man would always make a point on the way to the game talking to his mates going, you watch Sirenin today. You watch him. He was, you know, we've got we've got a test side being picked, or it's, it's origin time. Yeah. Just wait to be origin team's going to be picked. You'll have a big game today, or if it was at the start of the season, won't see much of Syria today. No rep footy <laughs> this time, this time of the year. That's funny because I mean, as as someone you know, obviously less televised games back in the day, and, and as someone who didn't really care about Balmain, what they, you know, yeah. I, I never I never had that impression of Syria. I was always, like, oh, you know, he's he's good. He was always. Dad was always, I don't know if it was begrudging or, you know, had, had a lot of respect for Wayne Pearce. Yep. Um, you know, everyone talks about this fucking Sirenin. And later years, it was Willie Mason who copped the, copped the wrath of my old man. Yeah, um, Willie. Fucking Mason. Look, <laughs> oh, he's just a fucking mouth. Look at him. He'll have, oh, there's his one good run. There's his one good run, and we won't see him again for another 30, 40 minutes. Oh, there's Willie. There's his second good run. It was about 40 minutes after his first one. And, uh, yeah, but uh, Wayne Pierce was always, he goes, yeah, look, Sirenin gets all the raps. Sirenin yep. gets a lot of raps. Pierce plays his share of rep footy, and, you know, but doesn't get uh, doesn't get the fanfare that Ciro does. Or Blocko, those sort of blokes. He was yep. always a big fan. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be about a fan th- of James Tamow, I can tell you that. How do you feel about Steve Edmed? Oh, look, <laughs> never really got a comment from, from Bruce about uh, Edmed. He was, um, you know, was, uh, worse than something, you know, Cameron Blair. Yeah. Um, David Gillespie. Yeah. Uh, Legendary you know, man. Those sort of guys, those, he was always a big fan. I remember David Gillespie used to live right next door to. Um, a guy I went to school with and I used to play golf with on uh, on Monday afternoons. He's lived right on the golf course at Glen Alpine there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I used to play golf, go to back to his house in, on a Monday afternoon and play nine holes. And uh, always used to you know, get a bit of a glimpse of, I don't know if, he always used to have Western Suburbs jerseys on his line. I don't know if he had to wash his own jerseys. Is that how poor <laughs> West were back in the day? I Maybe think that's cement. how, I think that's how it probably went back in the day. To a, to a certain extent. Wash your own jersey? To a certain year level, I reckon. I mean... It, cause, well, I mean, we're talking early 90s. Oh, okay. Well, you, you would have thought that someone was washing them from by that stage. Well, maybe, they, you know, he just used to get around in them. I, I, don't, yeah, know. I don't know if he loved the club that much. Maybe there was his special ones. Yeah, I, 
but uh, maybe they're the ones from the woods. As a, as a, <laughs> as a starry-eyed Magpies fan, I got a kick out of that. I have to say, and uh, Johnny Allenson used to pull beers at Dad's pub. That was he used to he used to have to run errands, and because I, yeah. I was a starry-eyed Magpies fan, he was playing on the wing then. Yeah, and uh, used to go and help him run errands and ask him fucking questions about what it was like to play on this stadium, what it was like to tackle this player, and fuck, I would have been annoying. And he's just like, fuck off, kid. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Just piss off, mate. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, kid, all I want to do is pull my beers as my yeah. fucking part-time job. Yeah. And I'm going to go out and... He didn't uh, didn't stay at Western Suburbs that long. He went on to play City Country after he went to Newcastle, Johnny Allenson. And I like to think that some of my um, some of my questioning and some of my fandom pushed him on to greater heights. In other words, annoyed him so that he moved out of the western suburbs yeah, that's, that's and moved prob- to a team with a game of platform. That's probably accurate. <laughs> and that is full time of episode one eight. Six. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League and Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League as well. And This Week in League on Instagram. May as well follow us there because you never know. One day, Glenn might put his boobs up there. Look, vote for it. <laughs> but you do get to see some magnificent stuff from Hilgenfeld on there as well. I just... I'm, I'm just struggling. We've got... We're closing in on 5,000 Twitter followers. Yep. 2,000 Facebookians. Yeah, well over that. We're all, we're, we've been over 2,200 Facebook. Yeah, but I mean, ages. that's a fucking long way from 5,000. People yeah. need to get their shit together. You know what I reckon it is? People don't want to put their real name to shit. Like, you can get your Twitter followers. I mean, Twitter followers, yeah, you, get yeah. a, you get a healthy dose of fucking bots and stuff as well that, are, you know, filter in and out, get suspended and fluctuate. But then you get people as well that are inc- incognitos. <laughs> and you don't want them, you know, they, they, they don't want to put their face to it. That's pretty soft. They don't put their name on it. But uh, put your name on it. Get exactly. on Facebook. Seriously. Put a ring on it. Exactly. And put a review on it as well on iTunes. Got a tweet from Mr. Wars. Not happy. Wrote a fucking quality review in iTunes. A good page long and the fuckers didn't let it through. But I, I did could, notice... I can only imagine the content. Exactly. But earlier today, <laughs> when I was getting stuff together for the show, I saw a new review from Mr. Wars. He put it in on Sunday, apparently. The Furry Cobra, five stars... Meow, 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 meow. Hash anal. <laughs> no hashtag there. That was it. Presumably that wasn't what he put through <laughs> as his page long. <laughs> he reckons he didn't swear. And... Well, I said don't don't swear because I mean that's straight away they put it you know they put a line through it. But um, he says he didn't swear. But he did refer, you know, refer to semen, not by name, but, you know, he, he spoke around the subject of semen for a while. So, we got another one from uh, underscore underscore skinny. Say what's in front of you, five stars. There's comedy gold, beards, footy, biased comments, beards, and all-round hilarity. Funny as fuck, well-produced, and great sound. And he said funny as FK. He didn't get one through the senses, because you just can't. Well produced and great sound. Thank you, sir, for your kind review. Tipping. Bush lemon on top. Uh, 
two points ahead of the pack. Early breakout over NZ Tiger, David Kingston, Tucker, the Mitch Eye, and then back another point to Sears underscore zero five, Paul Mac underscore seventy eight, Manola Calvete, exotic, Mad Dog, and Doug on thirty five. Fantasy. Rick Grimes, bitch, in t- on top again. And his usual, usual names. The Pool Cues, One Trick Pony, Top China Dragons, Sesame Timbers, <laughs> Puds Picks, The Wendells, Bobbers, Fiji and Eels, and The Tryhards. And I don't have the stuff from X-Plane for the Pick the Ladder. I'll tweak that out. No problems at all. And just remember, we need another nine t- run TMBs to get it going. Well, Come on now. On if you're listening to this show and you're a West Tigers fan, and you haven't bought a run TMB shirt, you need to have a fucking long hard look at yourself after you buy a run TMB shirt. Yes. And you feel a lot better about yourself than what you do right at this very point in time, which you should be fucking ashamed, quite frankly. And we've established we need two more jerseys. Fucking hash Tigers in the Klein bullshit. You've been in the Tigers, been past the Tigers in the Klein t-shirt fucking debacle. Mm-hmm. Now's the time to fucking yeah. assert our fucking dominance over the rest of the fucking Bronx that listen to or host, or produce, or a part of this fucking show. Get amongst it. Get on it. Get around it. Get in it. Two more jerseys before we... Two more jerseys before we hit it as well, before we can hit it. Uh, You know, we'll keep it open for a little bit longer, but I reckon if we get the two jerseys like tomorrow, then us and the other people who have ordered them are going to be itching for them. So we can't hold it open forever. So if you have intentions of getting your jersey, make it happen in the next week. So... We can move along for the people, you know, who did jump on straight away and put their money down. So uh, thank you, please, and thank you. That's it. That's all we've got time for. Feeling good? I think coffee might have had an effect. I'm tired. Also, the fact we've finished about half an hour sooner than, you know, we often are, well, yeah. you know, might help as well. It was fucking 20 to 1 before the time I got home last, last week. Yeah, you dry pretty slow. It's not that far, fuck. The fuck? I was busy falling asleep behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah, I think you pulled over out of sleep for an hour. I woke up. Should have. <laughs> but that's it. It's all we got time for. See you next week. See ya. This week in league, a man once mistook a Christmas tree for... That's going in at the end.